are you how are you gonna do you know how to record it and stuff like that yeah i'm already recording it okay um i just i just right when i said that i uh i moved the the mouse and i looked up and it said recording i'm like all right yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah no i i, I mean i kind of know how to use this program i've never done it before i've seen some other Dude, people it's blowing up it. after after the whole corona going on been smart to buy some stock in this one at yeah least, uh, yeah it would have been really smart my buddy just got a job there he said yeah dude like it was oh, too, really promoted quick you know i'm, I'm moving yeah, up the ranks whoever whoever had this idea they capitalized on it really well yeah i'm surprised yeah. that like skype and all that other stuff just didn't skype do well been, you would think skype would be the the main one to say all right let's shoot ourselves in there we're like the most popular and then all of a sudden zoom I, i've never heard of zoom Popped out, yeah no, there was another one uh, that I don't know if your professors had to use it where uh, they were having Maddie use it. And it was like, uh, it was for test taking. And they like, it tells if your eyes are looking at the screen. It's a proctored, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Some, uh, some classes here, uh, I'm doing two grad classes right now, but it's just research. So I'm just, it's whenever I, I need to, I'll go into lab and do my research. But one of my other buddies was, he's like, yeah, I got an exam today. I'm studying all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. I, you know, he's like, yeah, it's proctored. So I'm like, okay. So they're, and he said, yeah, I have to have like a three by five mirror. And okay, I'm like, that's so weird. What? what do you, and he didn't know, I have to ask him because uh, that's the last time I talked about it. Yeah, like she, put the mirror right here so they could see if they're, you know, what they're looking at. No switching. That's so weird. Yeah, no, they have, they had her, she had to have two devices, which I'm like, you yeah. require a student have, and she had to have one camera set up at her and then the computer and then oh, the yeah. proctor yeah. on the computer. And it's like yeah. ridiculous. And it's like, what if you like look away from the screen yep. at any point it'll 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 take you out of the test it'll probably be, yeah that's what i'm saying that's what if you grab like your water or something and you're like oh, yeah shit, exactly water you know it's totally flawed i mean i don't know they're still it, figuring it, out you yeah. you were still able to go to lab all this time though like were you able to go to school or was it like so what happened was um after spring break was um we took our last final before spring or not our final but like a midterm before spring break and yeah. it was a friday and uh, a lot of classes have already been shut down, but since, you know, a lot, I don't know why, but a lot of science classes have like their midterms and stuff on Fridays. Uh, Cause a lot of business, all those, they don't have classes on Fridays. Yeah. So it's nice. So they went to spring break early and then we, um, we went to take the test and that's when it was starting to get kind of more serious and serious. And they're talking about shutting down or moving yeah. to online uh, learning and a lot of other people in different schools, they, they already had the online learning. So we we're like, yeah, yeah. Us eventually. And then, especially uh, if you have lab, right? Exactly. And I thought it was weird. I, I just thought it was funny because I remember we were taking the the midterm, and one one girl coughed, just like a just like a cough, and everybody was just like, "Oh, <laughs> oh shit!" And, I know. Uh, I was thinking about that when it first happened. Like, if someone sneezes yeah. in the store, I'm like, "Oh, oh don't yeah. don't cough. You're I gonna just, like get." I'd be on like I'd be at like restaurant or like recently, and uh, or like a plane. So I went to Chicago during spring break, and I remember just being on the plane, and I'd have to cough because I had something in my throat, and uh -huh. I just nope. I'm not gonna cough. <laughs> no, there's. I, I went to. I took a plane to Arizona, and someone was just straight up coughing all the time. I'm like, "Hey guys, let's yeah, hey, can we get like some emergency medical? exit? Can we yeah, just yeah, open yeah. the door?" Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the craziest part when you hear somebody cough, and it's kind of consistent, and everybody's like, "Yo." <laughs> no, they didn't. Well, did, I don't know if your plane is different. They didn't even like. We were sitting right next to each other. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So it, I, I went in March, but we were sitting literally oh, yeah. side by side, and they're like, "Hey, we got some extra seats. You want to sit there?" And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so, no, you went March. Yeah, it didn't get even bad till like later on. I had to wear a mask After and everything. The late, the late March, early April, because I was in San Diego for about a few days for spring break, and then um, everything started shutting down in San Diego. Yeah. So it looked like a ghost town. So we're like, all right, yeah. well, we can early. That was like my through. worst 
that was like my worst fear because I was like going to the gym and I was like, just at least let me have the gym because I was doing co contest prep. I was like, just let me yeah. have the gym. Yeah, and and that's the gym shut down. I was like, Fuck. yeah, yeah. Once it shut down, uh, even here we we came back from spring break. We're like, all right, we'll we'll do like a gym in the basement, and we got dumbbells from like five to forty. Uh, we had oh, we bought, there you go. We bought like the pull-up bar with the yeah. the tips. Uh, we got one of those. Uh, we had a bunch of bands and you know had to get creative. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, work and stuff like that. But I don't know. I felt like after after a while, like not training in the gym kind of sucks. Though, like, oh yeah, I, it kind of got to me after a while. I just I missed the gym so much. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. You get back into it, and it's just totally different. I mean, the Reno gyms—they're starting to open back up and stuff like that. So yeah, you're telling me. I mean, when did that start happening? So that started um, on the second phase. Yeah, the second phase, which was not this past Monday, but the Monday before. So about two weeks okay. ago. Yeah, that's what confused me about California because. Yes, or Friday, excuse me, Friday was supposed to be our second phase, but they, they said gyms were supposed to open in that restaurants. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're just taking a long time because I work in a restaurant and the restaurant, we can only do outdoor seating right now. Yeah. And, uh, gym, workers, right. Yeah. Take, oh, they've been doing takeout like this whole time, whole time. which I mean, is the only way to keep the business like open yeah. really. Yeah. It would be but, from here, yeah. but yeah, no, I, it's kind of frustrating because I was like just in Arizona training. I'm like, oh, I'll go back take a couple of weeks and then uh, it'll open back up and right. right i think it's all dependent on like the cases and stuff but the cases they the, the the governor too i think runs a lot of orders and the county decides as yeah. well yeah so I, don't know. I don't know why they're lagging here but kind of sucks. i know i know it's taken a while but especially with everything going on now like who who knows you know everybody's been out and stuff like that so technically it's going to be interesting to see my dad said he's been watching the news and there's been like a 25 percent increase in cases in the states that did reopen yeah yeah i don't know i'm that's my worst fear so we do this shit again like yeah, yeah. It, it, seems like the, it seems like it, it's it's kind of a hard solution to fix so it seems like you're gonna have to wait till like a i in my head it's like if you don't want cases to come up then it's gonna have to kind of wait till like a vaccine comes. yeah up. yeah um, but then even then it's like what then does the virus mutate by then like, um yeah it's really that's a, that's a, another part is is the virus it, same thing with the flu like when people say oh well it's it's like the flu you, you know you get a new vaccine for the flu every year you know and yeah I, you know you're like oh well, why do you get a new vaccine for the a new flu? strain right because it's a new strain yeah the strain adapts in in people you know what i'm saying it's, it's 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 a living organism so it'll adapt and adapt and adapt and right a way to survive in it and so I, i'm assuming it's going to work the same with covid is i'm assuming that you're going to have to it's going to be a vaccine that comes out almost every year depending on how it how it goes i mean it's gonna because the strains it's shown that some of the strains have already adapted and are, are getting different and different that's why we yeah yeah different um, they're checking the antibodies and they're yeah. like oh this guy has the antibodies for the old covid but not but the new yeah i've heard, heard about that here wait let me let me introduce the podcast so we can keep talking about this because i feel like oh it's yeah cool. totally i feel like it's right. relevant yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah definitely um all right wait i got my dog here. okay um shoot uh, what's the podcast? It's called Conscious. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> how do other people introduce their podcast? I don't know. Dude, that's what uh, I'm saying. You know what it, it, it usually <laughs> looks like? It's always the, the sit down, you know? I, I don't know what kind of podcast you listen to, but it's always like a Joe wrote, you know? They're sitting down, they're talking, they're doing like a little clip it, and then they come in with like an intro. Yeah, yeah. And then it, right, and then it well, just goes from the, you know? We'll do it here. Um, all right. How's it going, everybody? Uh, this is going to be episode number one of the Conscious Bodybuilding Podcast. Uh, so we have myself, Dylan Gwen, and uh, my guest today, Matthew Bellino. Uh, kind of the, part of the reason why I have Matthew on today is because, uh, one, we go way back. I mean, I've known you 
since I was really, really little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, Maddie was telling me, uh, one of my questions should be to you, uh, what my earliest or what are one of, one of our questions for the podcast is what, are, what is my earliest memory of us? Yeah. And not, not my earliest memory, but I remember at some point I like punched you in the back of the head. Yeah. And I can't yeah. remember why. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that was like the mid stage, you know? We yeah. Had, like, yeah. Different chapters are really funny. Yeah, I know because we skateboarded together. Uh, yeah, well, skateboarded we, yeah we hung out. We hung out as kids because our dads, our, our dads were friends, and then um, skateboarded, and then it kind of came full circle because now we're both, you know, like bodybuilding, like training. Um, you, I think we're both kind of in the realm of like wanting to explore the. Well, obviously, you're much deeper in than I am of exploring the science based. I kind of was not as I was more bro science for a long time, but I've started right. to uh, adopt some of that. But um, that's kind of why um, I have Matthew on today is because that's the whole goal of this podcast. The reason it's called conscious bodybuilding is that it's conscious. Like it's not uh, something we do passively. You're, we're, there's, there's method to everything you do. You don't just do stuff based on anecdote and things like that. Right. Um, but basically, uh, so yeah, we were talking about the coronavirus. Uh, do you have any insight from your like, I don't know, education um, based on this situation? Yeah. So I took. Uh, I remember I took a class. It's immunology. So it's, it kind of explains everything about the immune system, virology, certain things like that. Um, with something like with this virus, especially with COVID, one thing that I noticed is that the the whole oh, you could be asymptomatic. You know, you don't really see that in any of the viruses. HIV measles, smallpox, chickenpox, the flu, right. the common cold, you have some sort of symptoms, you're coughing, you know, you're getting a fever. Um, so it's, it's strange to me because I started giving it thought. I don't know if it has anything to do with um, like any science because we really don't know too much about it yet. You know, it's, it's all experimental. I actually just read a study not too long ago. Uh, it was saying that w when you're asymptomatic, the, the probability of you spreading it is very rare as well. So it's yeah, I heard I heard that too, and I heard that they that Fauci kind of like walked back on that statement, which is kind of it's very like weird because like I feel like him and WHO and uh, and yeah. they all kind of like are just just contradicting each other in a lot of right. ways. So right, that's that's what that's the interesting part about science is you really have to follow the data. It's all experimental. Right, right. You know, so it's very crazy how it works because sometimes, uh, for example, in my lab. Um, we're, we're following, my, I have a certain project and we're following it and we're looking at some of the data and we're like, okay, well that contradicts this part of the data. It should have done something else, but right. it did, you know, it did what we didn't expect it to do. So. Yeah. But you have to be, I think a lot of what I'm, you know, experienced too is you have to be willing to accept that that's a possibility. Like right. a lot of people are attached to this, this idea. And then once it, once something challenges your thought, you're just like, Nope, I'm, yep. I'm going to, some people just, just double down on their uh, original yeah. idea. And it's like, yeah. no, like, and you've had a yeah, lot, they, a lot of problems more, with that. Yeah. That's a, that's the beauty about science. Cause there's a lot of misconceptions that I'm starting to realize in bro science and certain sciences. Cause yeah, there are all these things on, I used to be a big YouTube guy. All right. We'll see what YouTube says about it. We'll watch a few videos. You have certain yeah. people like, you know, you have like the Jim Stepanis. He's got a PhD, you know, he has all this stuff. And then you got these other guys that are really big. They're jacked. They look great. And they're, they're saying, oh, well, this is what's going on. And you're like, well, I'm going to take his word for it because he looks great, you know? Yeah. But there's so many things that I've, I've noticed watching some of their, their videos that I'm like, well, that's not consistent with what the science says. Exactly. Well, and so what I've noticed, so I used to, the way I used to do bodybuilding is like, I would go on YouTube and I would find who I wanted to look like. I'd be like Jay Cutler and I would search Jay Cutler and I would watch all of his videos. 
Yeah. And um, one thing I've noticed looking back on that is some of those things worked for me, some of them didn't. Mm -hmm. But one thing I've noticed is that now that I'm starting to understand more of the science is that a lot of the things that like they all did, like there's, there's parallels between all of them that you realize, right. oh, he uses a certain amount of volume with his training. And he, like right. Jay Culler was saying recently, oh, I don't even train to failure. And it's like, now that science is coming out saying, oh, training to failure is actually not the best way to do it. And you're like, oh, sh that makes sense. And then they do some other odd things that maybe they were able to get away with. Like, I mean, Ronnie Coleman is a like terrible example when people are like, oh yeah, like, um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to train like Ronnie or whatever. And, right. and, and it's like Ronnie's recovery capabilities are probably far beyond any human being yeah. we've ever yeah. observed. So he's an anomaly. So, right. It, and, that, and that's another thing to look at too, is like a lot of these people who are giving advice are sometimes the genetically elite. So Oh yeah. What works for them isn't going to work for general population, right? Lot, Unless you are one of those people. Yeah, so yeah. A lot of yeah, that's why I was going to say, that's why anecdote is so hard alone to, to diagnose things and to draw conclusions on. Yeah. Um, but, but on what you were saying too, it's like, uh, especially with, with training, people have their ego tied in a bit a lot of the time. You have this thing that you identify with and that you practice and it's, it's really hard to remove yourself from it. If someone comes along and says, Hey, maybe trying it this way. Some people are like, well, no, this is my method and I have to do it right. this way. And that's, yeah, no, but, um, the whole YouTube, I, you just got to know where to look. It's, it's really yeah. difficult because you can get sucked into some really bad advice. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see it all the time too, especially with, with new lifters too, when people are starting to work out yeah. and they go to a friend usually, or, you know, especially in fraternities, at least oh, yeah, uh, it happens all the time. They're like, Oh, well, come, come lift with me. Uh, I'll show you how to lift. I'll show you how to get big, all this stuff. And, and they're two different people. You know, you got one kid that's just very, you know, skinny in this. And then you got one guy that, that seems like he's building muscle fast. He's eating whatever he wants. You know, he's training yeah. he doesn't look what he's doing, but he's training hard, you know? So, and then this other guy hops on and, you know, doesn't understand, oh, well, I'm not getting as big as you. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm eating good. And that's another huge thing you always hear. Oh yeah, I'm eating a lot. But they really aren't eating that much. You know what I'm saying? Like they're really yeah. not eating that much. Um, they're not really oh, yeah what they need to follow in terms of you know well if you need to get like this there's certain things you have to do there's certain things you need to understand a lot of people don't understand certain oh well how does you know insulin work how does testosterone work right well and, and it's like it's i think the best thing is getting people pointed in the right direction early on like getting them to the right resources um you know getting them to the proper information because maybe maybe some of those things are um like insulin and, and some of that may be a little bit over their head and it, but, but that being said, I think that there are definitely people out there that they can, you know, if you do a YouTube search, you're going to get the most popular videos. And a lot of the time that isn't like who's training right now, like Greg Doucette and it's yeah. just all bro science. Like it's no, it is. It so is. it's, it, I think that's one of the things I do is like, maybe I'm not, uh, if I don't know something super well, I just like, Hey, just look at these videos. Look at this guy, look at this researcher and you'll get uh, a lot of the information. Sorry, my dogs are fighting. In the <laughs> no, you're good. I got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, I, I just wanted to get, uh, a little bit of information. Uh, you talked about immunology. Um, yeah. what, what you're, you're, you always tell me about school. What exactly are you studying? Like, what are, you have like a, like four different things going on. Right. Um, right. So, and kind of what is the end goal, uh, as far as that goes? Okay. So pretty much it started in kind of high school, you know, I was coming to college. Uh, I was very, that's, that's when lifting was really starting to start for me as so I, was, I was like okay well yeah kind of smaller guy you know it started with football you know i'm like oh i gotta get big i gotta get big for football right um i was tiny i was like maybe 100 and 
150, 160 pounds playing on varsity as a quarterback, you know, that never works out very well. So <laughs> I started there. I was like, all right, well, let's see what I could do. You know, and I, I took anatomy and I took certain, right. You know, I remember and, around like junior, senior year, you started like asking me for like asking me questions about stuff more often than I realized like, okay. Oh, this is getting kind of serious. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it all started with that. I said, all right, well, I'm doing what, you know, certain people on YouTube are saying, or, or I think I am, you know, yeah. maybe I think I am. And then that's when I started researching. All right, well, what do, how, how do you, how do muscles even build? What, Did, how does this happen in your body? So then once I got into, um, when, when I got to college, I was like, all right, well, I want to do biochemistry because biochemistry uh, from what I researched and what I've known is, is for medical school at least. Cause that was my first initial option. I was like, maybe I'll go to medical school do endocrinology. I wanted to do endocrinology. I love hormones for, for some reason. So uh, I was like, all right, well, we'll start with that. And then yeah, yeah. Uh, I ended up following biochemistry. I did biochemistry all four years. Uh, recently, uh, this semester, I switched over to biotechnology, which is kind of like the add-on to biochemistry. So it's, it's like following all the technologies uh, that they're using now, especially because it helps in my lab a lot. Um, and then I just received my bachelor's in biochemistry and biotechnology. Uh, so then now I'm in the, I'm enrolled in the program, in the biotechnology master's program. But from there, it's since biotechnology, biochemistry, it's so broad, you know, you got virology, immunology, uh, pathology, you have so many things you could go into. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, my, my girlfriend is doing um, uh, pathology. So. Pathology. Yeah. Pathology yeah. Side too. I, immunology would probably go hand in hand with almost all those. Right. Oh yeah. So she, she talks about a lot of this stuff similarly you too, you do as well. Yeah. Um, what, what exactly is biochemistry like as a defined and biotechnology? Cause I, I mean, I, I kind of have an understanding of it, but I think right. uh, a lot of people don't even, you know, have a clue. Right. So biochemistry is, is all the biological functions that happen in your body, which is beyond there, there's like metabolism, for example, I like using this example cause I like metabolism. Metabolism, if you were to look at the pathways that metabolism takes, it's, it looks like a roadmap. You know, there's so many different things you could do. And it all starts with what you're ingesting, like certain foods. Uh, okay. Glucose is the central molecule. So, so what it's looking at, especially in biochemistry, what I, what I really took out of it was, well, when we're eating, when we're, when we're working out, you know, what's happening? What's really going on? The mechanism in our of what's happening. The mechanism, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, and this is a hard part to, to pick up. This is a hard part that I had to do with colleges is all almost pathways. You know, let's say I eat like a gummy bear. Um, that, that'll probably be the simplest pathway. It's a simple sugar. It's, you know, almost right. straight pure glucose. Your body will take that and just turn it right into energy. But right. Say you, uh, a grain of rice or, 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 or you know, a, a few grains of rice and stuff like that. It's the same carbohydrate, but it's more complex. It takes longer to break down. It goes through more steps. There's so it's hormonal you know, responses to, Oh yeah, right. by far. Right. So that, that's the common misconception is, okay, well, I'm going to eat this gummy bear. That's going to be one thing. But remember, it's spiking insulin. It's doing that. There, there's more than one function that's going down right. while you're breaking down the ATP. You know, you're breaking down the glucose. You're trying to get energy from it. So, um, it, which ties almost hand in hand a lot in terms of lifting. Because a lot of people, when they lift, you know, they always think, oh, but I'm working out hard. They never say, oh, but my diet's really good. My nutrition's really yeah. good. I'm, I'm, you know, capitalizing on, on nutrient timing. That's a huge thing that I've been kind of in. Cause, um, one thing I forgot to mention, I was doing a nutrition bachelor's as well. You mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing bachelor's, uh, nutrition as well. And I did a few classes, which was great, but, uh, I would have been here for another fifth year. So I was just kind of like, you know what, I'll stick to this. And 
we'll, we'll move on. We'll get more like kind of focused on certain things like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, now I'm doing uh, my master's, but it's biotechnology. So the difference in biotechnology is there's a lot of technologies. I don't know if you've heard of like 23andMe, uh, Ancestry.com. Yeah, uh, one of the ones, uh, uh, CRISPR, I think you CRISPR mentioned before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So that's, it's really cool. So certain technologies are coming out. And uh, one field that I'm starting to get really interested in, I took a class last uh, semester and it was, it was based on pretty much uh, genome sequencing technologies. So you got, uh, for example, PacBio, which is a, a DNA sequencing technology. You got, um, you got some other ones, but, but what it's doing is we're, we're composed of DNA, right? We, we have 8 million nucleotide base pairs with DNA and it's a set of instructions that make you that make me that make everybody which is really cool right. so what they're doing now is that they're they're sequencing people's genomes which is a complete set of genes in a, in a person that makes up you and they're looking at little problem areas for example like genetic disorders there's a lot of things that don't don't have cures and, and uh, now especially we're using treatment options oh you're diagnosed with this you're diagnosed with that this is the treatment, but with certain technologies, especially genome sequencing, let's say you sequence, I sequence your whole genome. We could find problem areas in certain genes. Like, Ooh, here you're expressing a certain, you're expressing a certain amount of this gene that could potentially lead to blah, blah, blah. So the good part of that is, yeah, it might be, you know, there's a lot of ethical issues with it, but, but the, the main thing that I think it's going to revolutionize medicine, it's going to, What's going to happen is they're going to start sequencing people's genomes and say, all right, well, you have problem areas in certain genes that could lead to cancer or this or that. This right. is how we can prevent it. So it's more of a preventative stage. This is what you can get. This is how we can prevent it and treat it versus, all right, you just got diagnosed with this. Uh, let's look at our treatment options. Yeah. So um, it, it seems like it, it, the, the biggest problem with it right now is, is there's a bunch of small little technical issues. Uh, false positive readings where it might say, oh, well, it looks like you might be susceptible to, to this, but it actually just read it wrong and, and you're not, you know, and then there's false negatives which say, no, well, everything looks great, but it might've misread the, that certain genome or that area where it said, oh, actually, no, you are susceptible to this. So um, what's nice about that is a lot of people don't understand the role genetics plays in a lot of different, in a lot of different like areas of uh, physiology physiology, I can't even say it, physiology, you yeah. know, like in terms of bodybuilding, in terms of um, weightlifting and stuff, genes play a pretty heavy role depending on who you are, you know? Most definitely. I, I, I didn't even really start to uh, understand that mm. until um, one, I've coached uh, a good amount of people now and myself right. included. And, and it's like, there's so many uh, things that influence like how you react to, to nutrition, how you react to drugs, how you react to training. I right. mean, like I, I, you can't take any one program and just lift it and put it. And that's what exactly what I was talking about with the yep. doing Jay Cutler's workouts. It's like that worked for him, but like the, everybody's very individual. So it's it, and, and individual genes. It, it's, it's hard to, to take that and look. And so I think that's a really, uh, I mean, that's gotta be really promising for the future. And, and obviously I think with new sciences, there's a lot, there, there's always tends to be some, um, what's it called? Uh, like ethical arguments for certain things like oh, that, yeah. especially, I mean, it's like you're making a designer human, right? Like, yeah, uh, designer babies are things that are starting exactly. to come out, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about, you know, the potential of, of 
going into your, you know, a human's genome, cutting out certain genes that they don't want, you know, using enzymes. Cause a lot of things um, work on its own, but, but they're, now they're talking about like, Oh, well, if you want blue eyes, you know, we could go into the genome, yeah, you know, cut out certain genes or, or turn on certain genes using like epigenetics and certain techniques. Yeah. To your eyes, you know, and at that point you, you got to figure out, all right, well, where, where should we draw the line? You know? Yeah. So I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. I really couldn't even comment where to draw the line. I, I, I think maybe it's it would be a, an individual decision. Like I think that's that's kind of like always been my belief is you know you you can kind of just decide for yourself as long as you know maybe that's not imposed on people as much. Right. But I, right. I, I just thought of a bunch of questions uh, come uh, piggybacking off of that. Now that you say that, so one, how how would we take someone's uh, genes out? Like how how would we do that? And oh. then just to be okay, go ahead. Right. So basically what it is, is, is we have, um, like I said, 8 million nucleotide base pairs. So it will be more like how methylation, there's certain things that tighten and, and loosen the genome and that, it, that causes expression. So let's say you have, uh, like, I, for example, I have brown eyes, right? So that means the gene for brown eyes in me is, is more loosened. So it's maybe acetylated or what it means is it's, it's being expressed. So that's why I have, and then my blue eye gene, my green eye gene, they're suppressed because they're methylated, so they're tightened. So when you tighten the DNA, it lowers expression. So what they're saying is, is like my genome, at least in my DNA, it shows, well, blue eyes here, but it's so tightened and methylated, I don't express blue eyes. But what they could do now is they could go in with certain enzymes. Um, I'm not too familiar with Cas9, which is CRISPR, but that's one of the proteins. It, it, it works as an enzyme. It, it cuts certain restrictions on the DNA and it'll either loosen it and, and that'll change expression in certain and types of um, certain types of genes. There's some genes in there, like let's say for hair, eyes, certain things, height, those genes are what, what I'm talking about in terms, because there's certain things called epigenetics. So epigenetics, what it is, it's like diet, your environment, you know, what you're doing, weightlifting, uh, exercise, it slowly changes in the genome. So let's say I eat like complete shit, right? I'm eating whatever the hell I want. I, I get more fat. Uh, that's, that's part of epigenetics. It's going to change the way my body, you know, kind of works. It might increase more enzymes to break down food. It might um, change up the lipid profile to retain more fat or to do this. Uh, but then let's say, for example, you're lifting, you're working out hard you're eating good, your, your, your environment isn't too hot. That's another role in epigenetics. Your body starts to, to see that, starts to adapt and starts to say, all right, well, this is what he's doing. Let's turn on more of these genes to help him, uh, let's say, build more muscle. He's eating good. Let's turn on uh, digestive genes more to help break down the food, the nutrients, stuff like that. Right. Uh, you know, I just read about this the other day. I just got uh, actually right here. Uh, I actually recommend you, you read this book too. Uh, Brad Schoenfeld. Oh. I don't know if you've heard of Brad Schoenfeld. Um, I was reading about myostatin in there. This, basically, this book is literally just all the recent research in muscle hypertrophy. Yeah. And uh, it was talking about myostatin. And one of the last um, studies that was quoted was saying that um, when you exercise, you uh, inhibit the myostatin gene. And there's, they, they've shown that um, myostatin inhibition is, is common amongst people who resistance train. And I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I totally thought myostatin was like, just kind of set you, there, yeah. It's you set the, you know, and they just you, you have the 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 Belgian blue cow or whatever, right. and that's just yeah. that's it. And then and then maybe Ronnie Coleman. It's like 
yeah. and you're just either, it, it's either inhibited or it's not. And I just thought, you know, I didn't really think much of that, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, yeah, your environment like that, it, it plays a role in, in suppressing a, a gene. I mean, you, do you know a little bit about that gene? Uh, I think it's interesting. Unfortunately, we haven't learned too much about um, certain genes. You know, there, it, it depends on it you know, what you're learning. I, I specifically have looked into it a little bit here or there. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I, I think it's fascinating, you know, it's, you know, no, most they, definitely. They ran certain, they're looking to, uh, they're doing a lot of drug pharmacology on, on, on myostatin inhibitors and stuff like that. Right. That there's worked. a, there's a peptide that I've heard of. Yeah. That, that oh, yeah. Was... oh yeah. I don't know how well it is on, you know, I, I haven't heard anything promising for, with it yet, but it's hard. It's see stuff like that is very hard, especially when it gets to the, the gene level, because, um, you know, it, it's very new that you could start, we're starting to realize certain enzymes could, could cut certain genomes or to express and de-express. That's what I'm doing in my lab right now. I'm work, working with these things called HDAC inhibitors. And what they do is they're, they're enzymes that deacetylase or acetylase it, or methylate. And, and, you know, when you, when you throw these, uh, when you, for example, I'll give you an example, because it's very hard to talk about unless you, I, I need examples so I can learn. So I'll give an example in yeah, terms yeah. of, Let's say we have a, a certain protein in one dish, right? And we're just growing this protein and it expresses the protein, whatever that protein is, let's say it's um, uh, like cell signaling. Let's say we have that protein in, we're growing it in media, it's growing and it's still doing the cell signaling. That means we use it as like a vehicle or like a control. Then we'll take the same exact protein, put it in another thing, but we'll treat it with an HDAC inhibitor. So we're basically inhibiting that HDAC from binding and actually working. So what that's doing is um so an HDAC is a histone deacetylase, so it'll deacetylate it, which means it'll s- tighten it up, it'll suppress whatever gene it is. In right. this case, it was a cell signaling gene. Um, and what will happen if we throw on that HDAC inhibitor? It blocks your natural body's response to HDACs, and it'll show di- different expressions. So for for this one that is growing, and it shows yeah, so cell, cell signaling is working just fine you'll take the same thing, treat it with an HDAC inhibitor, and you'll notice, uh-oh, it's not working. There's no cell signaling. So it's kind of like the same thing in, in genes in your body. You know, um, right. There's certain enzymes that, that happen. And for myostatin, that's a good example, too. It's, that's how myostatin works, too. You, know, you, you have a certain amount of expression. You know, and, and it's always a threshold. That's what, that's what I'm starting to come to find out. It's the same thing with insulin. Oh, well, I had a few gummy bears. I'm sure I spiked my insulin versus, oh, I had a bunch of gummy bears. It's hyper, way more hyperglycemic. You, you get a way higher response. But there's right. always insulin in the body. There's always glucagon in the body. It's always like a reciprocal type thing, but it's always, um, it's always there. You know, it doesn't just like go away or something. So uh, it's the same thing with genes. You know, oh well, I have, I, I, I guess I don't have muscle building genes. I guess I don't have myostat. It's not the case. You know, you, you always you express have a certain amount. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it, that, that's that actually like that puts a pretty good picture in my head. I, I don't know why I just see this like list of all of your genes and then just like a one, well, one to a hundred uh, expression basically. Right. And I just see all of that. And I yeah. can, I can just imagine the future. We have a, a test that you run and it's like, this is your gene expression for every single thing. Right. Uh, that's really interesting though. Cause then you think about, uh, um, I, I'm thinking about uh, epigenetics now and I'm thinking, um, when we alter our diet or our training, mm. do we, we, do we loosen and tighten some of those? Um, like we, are we altering our, our genes? Because like you're saying with insulin, um, someone who's obese, their sensitivity to that hormone is going to be 
yeah. much less. And it's like, you know, and then you, you, you're someone who's maybe more athletic or, or has a lower body mass is going to have much more sensitive sensitivity density and their body's going to react differently. So right. is that, is that how that functions a little bit? Yeah. Like, so epigenetics, what, what epigenetics is, it's, it's still in the underlying genome, but you could change it through, uh, for example, environment, diet, exercise. But so you have your normal genes, like eye color and stuff, height. You can't change those Alter, unless yeah. you go in with certain, you know, maybe CRISPR-Cas yeah, yeah. genome editing. But the epigenetics is what we focus in our lab too, which I find super interesting. It's a genes that you can change, you know, certain factors that influence your human body to adapt, you know, like if I'm weight training really hard, if I'm going heavy, hard, I'm eating good, my body can say, whoa, this guy's putting a lot of stress on, on, on your body. Let's adapt and, and, and help him out. And, and that's when your certain genes start to uh, be expressed more or less, depending on what you're doing. You know, um, I haven't had too many examples for this other than weightlifting because we, you know, we don't really talk about, you know, we just talk about, for me, we're talking about protein kinase C in my lab. It's tiny protein. I've never heard of it till I got into the lab. That's the thing that's so crazy about science is there's always little things that you never hear about or you never know right. about and uh, yeah. that are in your body that are playing important roles. So exactly. Yeah. The amount of science we do not know is astonishing. You know, every research lab is, is researching, all right, what is this doing? Like, how does this affect our body? What happens if we block it? What and it could be one, one thing, like literally right. one. And it could lead to many other things, you know. Trickle it's only, down, yeah. Yeah, it's like a trickle well, down. Yeah, I'm, I'm understanding it like as, like, as you, because I, I, my knowledge of genes, I mean, my knowledge of pharmacology genes, I've, I've been really focused on nutrition because that was just really what uh, intrigued me and was really relevant. But now I'm understanding that obviously all this is also relevant. And, and it's just like, I learned one thing and I'm like, shoot, I, I gotta, now I got to read this book and I got to read this book. And yep. it's just, it's so very, very complex. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it never stops, you know, it's almost like, all right, most well, definitely. you know, I gotta go on, I gotta go on. So. Well, and, but, and what you're saying is like, I understand is like, so it starts at your genes and then you have that expression and that alters like hormonal responses and, and everything. all all yeah. too, if you're talking in the terms of bodybuilding to get to this outward appearance, right? We're trying to right. alter right. maybe our physique or things like that. And it's like, it starts right here. Yep. So having that knowledge is so, so important because, oh, yeah. I mean, at least if I would say it's so important, especially like for maybe someone like myself, where I'm just like that last 5%, you know, I'm getting to a point where muscle building is becoming a more difficult thing to do. And that 5%, that 1%, that 0.5% makes a difference. Right. And you can only put on so much more, more tissue on your physique. So, right. Yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. That actually, like, I appreciate that. Cause that really makes a lot more, it's a more digestible for me. Cause I, I had no idea. Like I just knew genes were there and they did something. Right. I can right. barely remember my uh, biology, the little square of gene expression yeah. and, you know. Oh yeah. Little punnet squares. And that's, that's, that's a, this. I, yeah. I did so shitty in high school. I just, I'm so disappointed yeah. that I've missed out on all this stuff that yeah. I'm like, high man, school. I got to go back and relearn it. Yeah, exactly. That's how I am. It's surprising because it's so surprising to me how much they reintroduce something. All right, yeah, yeah. About mitosis and meiosis again, you know, and you're like, oh man, we always talk about that. But they just keep on adding on, you know. Yeah, more, they're like, well, it's actually more complex yeah. than what you were yeah. just, you know, taught in school. I don't know if you do Twitter at all, but they always talk about the mitochondria. They're like, oh, it's a powerhouse of the cell. But no, it's way more complex than that. There's way more to it. More you functions, know? yeah. I learned it like, you know, so it's, it's, you know, and, and you know what that reminds me of? Um, what's that that movie, Lorenzo's Oil? Lorenzo's Oil, yeah. You know, he's missing like a, he's missing something. 
some gene, right? It was what, not. What did he? What did he? He had a. Uh, did he have? What did he have? He had a disorder, right? He had a. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Do uh, uh, you know? I know a real life example though. Um, yeah. One of Maddie's family friends. Uh, we were talking to him at a party, and he has a son who ha- does not have the enzyme to break down carbohydrates. Okay. And you oh, would yeah. think, oh, that's not a big deal. He'll just, he'll just, uh, you know, eat fats and proteins. And you're like, well, yeah. no. That it, literally, there's so many problems that have arose. Like he just, it, it, it's he, his it's, life is so much harder because he is missing this one enzyme that his body doesn't produce. Yep. Like he, he, you know, he it by walk, he can't like he, you know, they have to feed him a special diet. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It, uh, I can't even, and then Lorenzo's oil, it was whatever. It was like a fat it, that he couldn't break down yeah, or something. I don't know. That's that he couldn't digest or something, which is a problem because, you know, you have all these steps, let's say for glycolysis, we'll use the example carbohydrate. You use glycolysis. Let's say you eat like some rice. It, it the first step, it needs to be turned into glucose in the liver. So right. you have all these steps to finally get to energy. But let's say you didn't have this enzyme to convert this to this. There's just a buildup and a buildup and a buildup. Right. And there's certain, you know, and it, it, the good part about metabolism is like for glucose, for example, glucose doesn't need to only go into glycolysis. It could go into, go into many different pathways, uh, pentose phosphate pathways, certain things. But once yeah. you get, there's certain steps in the pathway that's irreversible. Once it goes here, can't go back. So it needs to keep going. And then you could get a buildup of certain, like compounds and it becomes toxic to the body, you know, right. You get this buildup. You can't, you can't produce energy, but you know, you're, you're putting in all that food. You get, you get a buildup of toxicity and then, you know, right. There, you know. It, it's interesting that you say that. Cause like, I'm still, I'm learning a lot of these things and I've just understand them on like the, the base yeah. level, but like uh, diabetes is like uh diabetes is uh we're, we're learning is not just an insulin uh, and, and sugar issue. It's a, it's a, your body is getting flooded with, with too much, too much food and right. it's, it's causing dysfunction. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting that a lot of these things that are just, are just these, these disorders are, are buildup of things or, or um, maybe certain tissues are becoming over, like unsensitive because the, the receptor is being um, just overly rounded. Right. And it's just, yeah. So it's very interesting that you say that. Cause it's like, uh, that's how, you know, I'm understanding diabetes now is we're learning that it's just, it's just an over consumption of food. And, everything every system in your body is becoming overwhelmed right. and so now you're saying like oh this dysfunction here is causing these systems to get overwhelmed and and causing dysfunction so it's um it's a little different with diabetes and the reason why is because insulin is such a crucial hormone you know it's a, right. such a crucial hormone a lot of people when they talk lifting and stuff they're like oh you always hear these stories some people die from in- taking insulin because they don't know what they're doing and stuff right all insulin does is you have blood sugar you know, you have sugar in your blood, which transports into cells and stuff. And insulin, what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to take that blood sugar from the blood and help it enter in through the cell. So, yeah. you know, you have these certain things and a lot of people don't understand, okay, well, what does insulin do? What is diabetes? You know, how do you get diabetes that, you know, cause there's two types and stuff. Once you have blood sugar and insulin, you know, can't get it into the cell, then yeah, that's going to be a huge problem because then your cells start to die out they're like oh god we we don't right. have nutrients that we need there becomes a buildup of blood sugar in the blood um you know certain things like that there's type one type two i'm not too familiar i, I think one is 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 where the insulin um it is it, it, secreted by the pancreas but it some reason the cells can't um they can't get the insulin response so no i blood, think that i think that's two because one is uh you're born and your pancreas just born doesn't, doesn't, doesn't produce it right, right? yeah, yeah. 
because yeah. because two can be reversed because that's that's a, a sensitivity issue right so it's like right. Right. If, if i can usually it's body mass if you get your body mass down people think it's carbohydrates but what i'm learning as far as nutrition is it's it's overall you need to be in a calorie deficit or you need to yeah. um because you become insulin insensitive when you're just your body mass is high you get metabolic dysfunction and yeah. your cells become less sensitive to insulin and that's part so, of that genetics you know your, your genes yeah. have to express a certain amount because that's what's even expressing insulin is right. another gene for insulin that says hey express this amount of insulin and and use it for certain you know either express a little more a little less so it all comes down to the central idea that it's all within our genomes you know which is right. another thing i'm starting to understand too which i think is super cool you yeah know? So yeah, um, I, I was going to ask you too. So epigenetics, the way I first heard of it was um, through, I, th I thought, and this is actually from Miss Rottenborn's class. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. As a teacher, you had a, yeah, the other yeah, I like, uh, yeah, she's a great teacher. Yeah. Um, the, I, 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 I vaguely remember it, but I just remember talking about a lot about it being passed down, like genetics being passed down. Right. I mean, is that part is like, like the first step? Like it obviously, well, I don't know, because epigenetic, that would be genetics then, because epigenetics is like, um, I don't know, what, 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 so, what's your so, thoughts on that? For, for genes themselves, like certain eye color, height, certain things, those, those genes are inherited by, you know, your parents. Okay. So once they're passed down, it goes through this crazy, crazy, uh, you know, recombination, certain things, and then uh, you finally get your genes. Epigenetics comes in from when you're born. So epigenetics, are, they're still in your underlying genome, but what it is, is these are things you could change through environment, through diet, through, so it, it starts with genes, you know, your genes are passed down. And from there, the epigenetics, the epi part means that depending on what you're doing with environment training, your genes are going to adapt a little bit. They're going to say, okay, well, let's say I move to somewhere where it's really, really hot, you know, and I'm, I'm getting a bunch of sun exposure. My, my genes are going to say, oh, this guy's getting a lot of sun exposure. Let's let's change something. There's, there's more melanin. Yeah, melanin. I get a little darker, and it'll help. So so those are the epigenetic compounds. But like for something like let's say uh, eye color, um, I mean height. I guess you could change. You know, you could probably influence just a little. But certain things like a uh, body hair, um, eye color, ear shape, uh, face shape. Those are those are set in stone. Hey, they're going to be passed down. This is how they're going to. Th unless you you know introduce certain compounds, but right. Um, you know, yeah, so, you know, well, I, I, you, you know this, and I, and I know this too. Is, you know, what I think of is we both know Flex Wheeler, yeah, and we know his family, and all right. of his family has just uh, amazing structure. Uh, yep. You know, I remember Darius really did barely even worked out in high school, and he just was just Jack. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think partially that's passed down genetics? But do you think like what Flex did altered? the genome to where now it is passed down to Darius yeah. that it, uh, you know, he has this structure now and he has this ability to build muscle and, 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 and retain muscle. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. that, that, it definitely, it does increase the factor, especially when you introduce certain things, let's say for testosterone, when you like, let's say I'm taking testosterone, that's going to influence my genome partially because it's, it's increasing a hormone. It's increasing the protein concentrations. And what's right. going to happen is my genomes are going to adapt to that. So, uh, you know, I'm not too certain, but I would say, yeah, it, it, it probably plays a, a pretty good role right. uh, in terms of genes and stuff, because our yeah. epigenetics is going to affect our children's genetics, you know, 
Let's okay, say we're, yeah, yeah. That makes our sense. Muscles, you know what I'm saying? Our muscle stretch. That's, that's kind of what I was trying to connect, but I didn't yeah. really know. Yeah, I finally got it, and I'm like, okay, I think this yeah, is yeah. So, yeah, so okay. that, that's a good part is when we change our epigenetics, when we, when we become, uh, you know, let's say I, I move, for example, and my pigmentation gets darker, those genes are going to be passed down, and then they're going to start with that, and then they're going to be able to change their building blocks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Do you think hormones are, are uh, maybe a more powerful, like uh, exogenous hormones are, are more powerful, play a more powerful role in that? Like uh, if I take testosterone, is that going to, that's going to affect my genome maybe yeah. more, be more impactful than like if I do a dietary intervention or. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it for sure would. Um, it would affect two different things. Dietary uh, intervention, it, you know, it, it does affect epigenetics uh, because part of it is diet, but when it comes to hormones and stuff, uh, remember, our body has those certain genes, and they say, "All right, well, let's produce hormones here from your pituitary, all this stuff. Let's produce a certain amount." But you know, when you're taking, let's say, we're taking tests or something, it does, it does, it influences our genome to 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 change because because it's not just one gene that's changing. That's not like we're in, injecting testosterone and our body's saying, "All right, well, let's turn off the genome for testosterone. He has some. We could do." It's going to influence. Um, carbohydrate metabolism, fatty acid metabolism, right. all these certain things across the board, and it all starts in your genome. So by doing that, you're, you're changing a lot of different uh, other genes that, that are influenced by testosterone, you know, because they're right. almost all interconnected. Everything's almost all interconnected. That's what makes yeah, most definitely. so complicated is like, well, if I just change this one thing, why is all these things changing, you know? So I think hey. so. I, I, I'm not 100% uh, sure. But I would I would make the conclusion that it 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 would it should um, probably yeah. some sort of influence on muscle bellies um, hormones. Right, I I know I know because when people talk about muscle memory and things like that, uh, oh, yeah. you know the amount of satellite cells that you've created from training and from from testosterone use growth hormone is something people talk about a lot. Where you mm -hmm. create more satellite cells and then eventually those satellite cells grow. And uh, I, once you create a, a cell, that doesn't go away. It's like same with uh, what I've learned about like uh, fat tissue is, right. is when you're in a, a calorically restricted state, sometimes your body creates new fat cells, but they're really, really tiny. So you can become overly fat after that because your body's setting up for rebound. It's setting up for, right. oh, we're in famine right now. We're going to need food later. So, yeah. those, but those cells never go away no matter how many times you diet. Right. So, so and same with, with muscle cells, no matter how many, like if you take a, a couple of years off, a great example is uh, Seth Ferrosi. If you saw him oh, yeah. Well, yeah, take Seth. time off, he was like, oh, this is a six month transformation. And, and sure, he probably got back on hormones and a diet and everything. But right. just like that, all his muscles back. And you're just like, what yeah. the heck? And it's because those cells, all they do is they just atrophy, but they're still there. Yep. So like that muscle fullness that like, you know, you only see top level bodybuilders have, he just has it back already. And you're like, yeah. what the heck? Like I've been doing this well, for like Lebroni, 10 years. I think with yeah. like Kevin Lebroni when he came back into the, you know, exactly. he started, I said, Ooh, how's that going to look? You know? And yeah. then he came out and I'm like, Phew, yeah. Except for the injury that inhibited his like legs to be able to grow. Yeah. I mean, his upper body was pretty much almost matched to what he had. I mean, if you gave him a couple of years, he probably would have been back to where he was to be honest. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, that's interesting. It's the same thing with, like, for example, I'll just you know throw it in there is immunology. You, you also have memory cells. You know, when you first get sick, you know your B cells, T cells, all these you know macrophages, neutrophils, they all attack this thing and they make memory cells. So, like for the common cold, you know, you first get the common cold, it, it'll probably hit pretty hard, but after you get it over and over, your your immune system recognizes, oh, it's just a cold, and they'll they'll bind to it and just absolutely destroy it. You know, so it's like the same yeah. thing with 
clue that like what a vaccine is. You know, you're giving yourself a very weak amount of virus so your body could destroy it. Recognize it, destroy it, yeah. You know. So it's really cool. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of science just almost goes hand in hand. You know, a lot of yeah. little things that for example, vitamins, you know, who whoever would have thought vitamins play a huge crucial role in like just physiology physiology in general you know yeah dude um i can uh, i i have the most long-winded and i'm gonna oh, keep yeah. it short but i on, on in nutrition and, and and muscle building and actual micronutrition because yeah. i worked with i worked with a coach uh for a good period of time uh, and um I, this is the best knowledge i had at the time so i was like okay this is this is the way to go yeah, and we're just it, the, the you notice the focus on like with old school bodybuilding coaches is like macros. It's just protein, carbs, and yeah. fat, right? And a lot yeah. of the time, it's like restricting fat that. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. but so I I started working with um you know uh, well I started doing the vertical diet and and I think it's so genius because what he did was he's like okay let's take this bodybuilding diet and let's add in micronutrition mm -hmm. because what I noticed was I started to get dysfunction, especially in a calorie deficit when we were restricting food. My yep. my micronutrition was terrible. Oh, so your yep. thyroid goes out the door. Your natural, uh, well, obviously I didn't have natural testosterone, but um, for so for natural athletes, your yeah. natural testosterone goes out the door. You start to get uh, lethargic. You start to get, and 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 not to mention when you are taking exogenous hormones like myself, and you have a micronutrient deficiency, it just exacerbates the, the side effects of the hormone. So yeah. like if if you take say like a a, a Winstrol or a Trenbolone. And trembolone will ca cause you to feel lethargic. If you're mm -hmm. micronutrient deficient, deficient, it's it, that's tenfold. Your your yeah. your T3 is going to be impacted so much more. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I've learned that micro, you know, the, the focus of that diet is micronutrition, and yeah. I've my I feel so much better. I uh, you know I've been able to put on much more muscle mass. It's like it, you have this hierarchy in your body, and it's like if nutrition isn't taken care of, and your your basic your basic functions can't occur in your body. Then you're not going to build muscle. Yeah, the rest doesn't I, matter, you know. At that point, that's exactly. a lot. Big misconception. A lot of people are like, "Oh, what's your macros? Where are your macros at?" But you never hear anything about micronutrients or right, or right. Yeah, well, there's a study uh, that 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 they had uh, people consume the uh, equivalent calories from eggs and egg whites, mm. and the people who ate eggs, equivalent calories, gained more strength and had oh, better yeah. body composition. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, so now obviously it's not just protein that's causing it's probably the the choline and the biotin and all the other yep. nutrients in the yolk that have something to do with muscle or in strength gain too yep so yeah it, it's very short-sighted i mean it's really it's really difficult to get people to focus on that like obviously the diff i think i think if you were to sit someone down and say like what what should i focus on if i'm like just starting it's like just eating whole foods because yeah in different different <laughs> colors if you can identify a different color that's different nutrition in that in that food too so right Right. I think it, it is a hierarchy too. When you think about it, when, when you start out, you always talk about macros because hopefully you're already getting micronutrients within the macros and stuff like that. Right. Right. But a lot of the times people don't realize, well, if you are missing certain micronutrients, your body isn't going to function at optimal condition. And it's probably, you know, it's going to be more detrimental to you than it is helpful. Right. You know? um, vitamins is deficiencies we learned in, in nutrition when I was taking some of my nutrition classes they play a way bigger role than I thought, you know, because you, you never really, oh, well, take your, you know, you know, you don't hear that. Oh, did you eat your, your grains? Did you eat your, you don't hear, right. did you get your vitamin A? Did you get your vitamin, you know, you, you never yeah. hear that. So. It's funny because Stan, we'll talk about that. He's like, all right, well, we're, we're, we're drinking cranberry juice to get your iodine. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, there's a reason behind it. It was really cool because I worked with them for a year and he would like, 
be like, okay, uh, do this now. And then he would send me a link to an article and it's like, oh, this thing functions this way. And it does all like iodine has this compounding effects in the body. Like each vitamin just does like 10 different things in the body. And you're like, yeah. so if I'm deficient in that one thing, all these things can't happen at the best. Yes. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's crazy how much there is to it. You know, there really is a lot to it, but you know, hopefully the, the, the whole understanding too is, is that you get most of it through the, the big ones and that it'll all kind of trickle down. Yeah. Yeah. I, but sometimes it doesn't work that way, you know, unfortunately. Right. Well, the minutia becomes more important, like say maybe someone like myself who's trying to get that like last bit of gains, you know, it's like right. that right. is important. Is you gotta more important, you know, yeah, that part is so important, especially, you know, trying to lose that little bit more fat or this, that. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I think I'm at in my kind of uh, career, so yeah. to speak, <laughs> is yeah. that I'm just trying to like get these like now. Now it's like okay, I've gotten all the big things pretty much not figured out because, like you said, it's always evolving and uh, being more evidence based. It's like I'm not attached to anything; everything's always changing. But right, right, it, you know, as I'm getting the gains are coming on, not I'm not as much. It's uh, you know, I have to do these little things. Right, um, right. I wanted to get in some questions. That was that was like really uh, informative. I would love to talk more about it and maybe more uh, nuanced things in the future. Uh, how much time do you have? Um, yeah, I got a good amount of time. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got a good amount of questions. We might be able to get through uh, some. Um, one question I had for you for myself is: uh, Are you ever going to compete? Um. God, what a good question. Uh, I don't know. I gave that a lot of thought. You know, at first I was really thinking I wanted to com just, just to see, all right, well, what, what, how good could I look, you know, if I really dedicated, but I think uh, in the future, I would definitely look into it because I think right yeah. now the, the hardest part is just with all the school and nutrition. And the more I find out, the more I, I find out how important nutrition timing is certain, certain things. There's sometimes where I'm in lab for like eight, eight hours a day. So I'm not at like optimal conditions. Right, right. Right. No, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say probably during school is the smartest time to do it. I, I've realized, I mean, obviously I'm trying to be the best I can and right. I realized that I have to have less going on if I want to even be, and that's kind of partially, partially the reason why I haven't competed is like, there's some, something like in my life currently will get in the way. Like I'm working too much or I'm not being able to, to study as much as I'd like. Mm -hmm. And, um, that will, I, I, if that pulls on me too much, I, I know that I'm not, I'm not going to step on stage because uh, I can't bring the best I can because I have all these right. other things pulling at me. So, I right. mean, that would make sense. I think, uh, you know, I got you in that situation. I think we would be really great at collaborating because of your understanding and my understanding. So yeah, yeah, yeah when, when you're ready to do that. It's, the amount of knowledge you have is, is amazing. You know, like you could take some of these classes and you'd fly, for example, metabolic regulation. When I first took metabolic regulation, I had a, a you, a lot of people always talked, oh, well, that's like one of the hardest biochemistry classes. Oh, that one's going to be very hard. But from what, you know, you and I have been talking about nutrition for years now, you know, you enter it and it's almost like you're learning what we've been learning for the past yeah. Like, yeah. so many years, you know? So there's certain things that, that you do, you know, if you self-learn it, oh, dude, like it, it, science is science everywhere, you know? Right. It, it doesn't matter where you get it from as long as you get the right information, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's something I'm trying. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, that's something I'm trying to do. It's, it's really difficult. I, a lot of my, uh, you know, now I'm really getting into like the textbooks and really trying to expand on that. Cause like, like I was telling you, I just have this like very broad understanding of how everything works. Now I'm trying to get into like the nitty gritty, like what is actually occurring in the body and the mechanisms 
And it's mm -hmm. like, I, it, the problem with not going to school, because uh, I, I, I definitely had some, like, and on the school, this didn't work for me as a person. The problem with not going to school is like, you know, prereqs and stuff like that. Like, yep. I, I'm reading this book right now, and it's like, I'm Googling half the terms. Like, I'm learning them for sure, but it's yep. like, you know, uh, frick, what was one of them that I learned yesterday? I don't know. It was some, something about like gene coding and like huh. the actual terminology around it. And it's like, he just says it as like, oh, that's just what happens. And I'm like, right. well, what the hell is that? You know? Right. Um, well, the, so wait till you get into the, the craziest part is when you get to like talking about enzymes, there's certain enzymes that are unbelievable. Like one is phosphofructokinase, you know? So you're getting all these huge names and you're like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Well, I've seen, I've experienced that with hormones where they have like oh, yeah. the, the methylated, you know, or even uh, pro hormones. I remember I had, I bought a pro hormone and I used it for one of my contest preps. And like the, the name was literally like this long and like that oh, yeah. tiny of print. Got the uh, dimethyl, dimethyl, yeah, dimethyl three slash four hydro Because what they did with pro hormones is they just kept altering the sequence. Yep. Oh, you got to so do they could, So structure. it was legal because it's like yeah. the old one was if you, if, you, if you had an A at the end, it's, it's illegal, but you put a B at the end or whatever. Yeah. And it'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. All, now that's all organic chemistry, which is organic chemistry is insane because right. you can change one little structure on a molecule. If you just do one of these, you have a whole different compound. Right. That's well, I, I want to do a whole, we need to do a whole podcast on organic chemistry because I, I, I have my girlfriend's textbook and I'm learning more about anabolics and I just really want to get into that because I, I mean, I'm, that's some area that I really lacked in. And it's like, you take a testosterone, you alter it and you have this other compound that does these yeah. things that aromatizes or it doesn't, or, you know, yeah. and, it, and that's just, well, I don't I, know if that's, seen, but if, if you look at the chemical structure of testosterone and then you compare it to estrogen, there's it's about, like missing one thing. Yeah. yeah missing yeah. one chemical bond, which is what aromatization, you know, when it, when it aromatizes, you're, all you're doing is cleaving that bond. Yeah. And then, you know what? There's actually a question in here that we need to talk about now that you say that. Um, is nandrolone only a possible uh, HRT alternative? That's asked by uh, Jordan Jordan Matthews. Nandrolone. So nandrolone is Deca, right? Deca. That's nineteen. Like, yeah, it's a nineteen nor I believe. Nineteen nor. Yeah. So um, that's the, the tricky part about this is it's very hard. You know that there's certain things I want to ask in class that I just can't. But for, <laughs> for something like nandrolone. I mean, most steroids, most common anabolics are derivatives of testosterone uh, right. to, uh, in, to maybe cut down aromatization, to cut down, you know, uh, dihydrotestosterone, certain things to, you know, switch. So I, I think if, if you wanted to do, you know, HRT, straight hormone replacement therapy, the best way to go is just testosterone because the testosterone, it, it, people don't understand testosterone, when you're injecting testosterone, your body knows exactly what to do with it. You know, it's yeah. not a new compound. It's not like meth or something fucking crazy where you take it and, you know, your body's... Yeah, I hate it. when I inject meth and it just doesn't yeah. work the way I yeah. want it to. You inject meth and you're like, oh my God, like this, what's going on? <laughs> no, with, with testosterone, the beauty of testosterone, you inject, your body says, oh, it's just testosterone. Let's take it. Let's transport it. Let's... Yeah. So, um, I, I think uh, if you're going for a, for like, maybe if you wanted to cruise, for example, if you want to just cruise and, and stuff, then, then yeah, you could... You could take Nandrolone, but I would I would always do any any compound with test. I would always run it with test, in my opinion, just to right. There's certain compound. I'm pretty sure Nandrolone is one too that Nandrolone will will suppress you pretty well. And then yeah, so the they they actually use Nandrolone in uh, in uh, some contraceptives. 
Oh yeah, because it uh, because it's you know it, it, uh, yeah, it will stop. I, I think it's one of the most um, suppressive ones too. Is yeah, uh, one of the guys on YouTube, uh, uh, Derek More Plates More Dates, did a whole video on it, and he was like looking at his I don't know if his girlfriend's birth control, and it was yeah. nineteen nor testosterone was well, yeah. what she was taking. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is because birth control is the same thing damn near as, as oh, like and a, it's, and it's, and it's legal and, and heavily yeah. prescribed. And I remember, yeah. dude, oh my God, I remember in high school, the, uh, uh, Planned, Parent, uh, Planned Parenthood came in. Yeah. And that was, I was for sitting, uh, psychology, no? Yeah, for, for psychology. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting there and this lady's explaining, uh, birth control. And it kind of clicked for me when she was explaining. I'm like, at this time, I'm already, I was already taking testosterone. So I'm full disclosure. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. uh, and uh, she's explaining estrogen, and I'm like, that sounds a lot like testosterone, like the way it functions, a lot of the things that it does. Not exactly, but just like the, the basic mechanisms. And right. uh, I raised my hand, and I was like, uh, excuse me, isn't that like, isn't uh, estrogen uh, a steroid because of the way it functions? And she's like, uh, no, it's not a steroid, and it's completely safe. And I'm like, okay. And I, I'm just like, yeah. it, you know, it. I was like, she, I, I didn't think she, and I remember the class laughing because they're like, oh, this big muscle head dude yeah, is asking yeah. this question. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, man, I don't think, I mean, it, it may be because of the dose response, there's less side effects, but, right. Right. you know, it's such a it, small amount, but. You know, it, it damn near does the same thing. You know, it's regulating certain functions and it's, it's a, it's a um, artificial it's, dose. It's an exogenous hormone, right? It Where, is. It is. And, and so it, func yeah, exactly. And it has that's, some similar functions, but I just remember like. Of steroids, oh, wait, steroids are terrible. You know, steroids are so bad. They're yeah, like, like we, what is it? Well, yeah. we got to think about what was the original function of steroids was to be used for medicine. We, oh, I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't oh, think. Yeah. I mean, some of them, some of the derivatives were developed for for sports performance, but sports, yeah, some some animals, but but regardless, is is people don't understand. Yeah, testosterone is is a, is medical. You know, you use it for yeah. medicine. And a lot of other steroids are actually used for. I'm pretty sure I want to say Deca for bone mineral density and stuff like that they do i don't know if they prescribe and if they do i'm sure they prescribe very very low doses but they do yeah they do for 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 uh, joint problems uh and, but, and to get back i kind of went off a tangent there but to get back on your question i completely agree with you so uh testosterone's the best because of the aromatization because mm -hmm. you get some estrogen with it and there's a balance correct when you uh i was looking at a couple of videos of people who ran uh deck only for hrt one of these guys, another the, the more plates more dates guy, uh, he did a he did a video with his blood work on 100 milligrams of MPP a week, but he also took exogenous uh, uh, epidermal uh, esteroidal gel. So he rubbed esteroidal on his skin. Yeah. And so, um, because there's no aromatization of of, of Deca, he was right. saying that up, up, upwards of a gram, the 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 androgenic to, uh, to estrogenic, yeah. It, the, the ratio is so skewed that you get uh, a lot of poor side effects like low HDL and the uh the mm. uh what is it like it's cell cell protection and and and, and things like that yeah, your that. cells are they're they're covered by lipid layer your membrane yeah. has a lipid layer that's how things are put in and out you know you can't right. just shove anything you want in the cell that's what insulin does the insulin kind of opens it up and says hey you got some sugar for it you know yeah so um yeah, yeah he was he was saying that and so he was saying he took exogenous estrogen and even with exogenous estrogen his estrogen wasn't high enough yeah. Um, so even upwards of a gram, I know, I, I, uh, Jordan Peters, I don't know if you know who that is, like probably one of the strongest bodybuilders around right now. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard he, I, I've joined his forum for a little bit and he was saying he was taking 2.1 grams of, uh, just Nandrolone cause he doesn't like the way testosterone affects him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't agree. That's not a good, well, I mean, I, I, I never take nearly as much, but obviously he's much bigger than I am. So, yeah. um, but 
I, I don't, I would be curious to see what his estrogen levels are. Maybe at 2.1 grams, maybe you'll see enough estrogen to where you'll function correctly, but you got to really look at, at health. And, and if you, a lot of people who are on HRT is just for health purposes. So I wouldn't be messing with your estrogen because then you have poor HDL, your potentially your risk of cardiovascular events, you know, things like that go up. So yeah, you, you can't beat testosterone. Like you said, it's just, it's, it's the, it's, it's the, the end all be all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, no, it may have some, it may have some purpose. It may have some uses. I've seen, um, personally, I know um, one of my friend's dads used, was doing HRT and he did a hundred gram, a hundred milligrams of test and then a hundred milligrams of DECA for a short period of time for his joints. Mm-hmm. And I think that might work. Okay. I would still probably think your estrogen might get a little skewed. Yeah. Uh, but I think always have a yeah, base uh, dosage of testosterone is like the best. And, and I've heard of people using uh, orals in combination with a, a DECA, but obviously when you're doing HRT, you don't want orals, but because they'll, they'll cause aromatization more like D-Bowl or something like that. Right. Especially D-Bowl. Yeah. D-Bowl is crazy. Uh, Nikki Pisty Ping, this guy I work with, I don't, I've, I don't know what your username means at all, bro. You gotta explain <laughs> that. Um, and he asked a couple questions. Uh, what's your opinion on CrossFit? Um, I mean, I'm not too familiar with CrossFit. I had a lot of guys in, in SAE and stuff. They, they did CrossFit. Um, I mean, it's a different type of training. I think it, I think it uh, targets different, uh, like a mu- different twitch muscles, I'm pretty sure, because it's, it's high intensity, I want to say, right? It's high intensity, a lot of repetitions. Yeah. Um, kind of, it looks, it's almost looks like hit training damn near. You know, you're always, you're yeah, always, it's circuit style. You're going from one to the next to the next. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would say if you're talking about like, if you efficiently want to grow muscle, it's not the best yeah. way. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that uh, recovery capabilities and, and rest periods and things like that. Um, right. I would say, I used to hate on it a lot more um, because there is definitely like this cult culture that comes along with it, but there is a yeah. right way to do it. And at, at the, at the end of the day, the best exercise is the exercise that you enjoy doing. So that's something you've got to really keep in mind. If you hate just straight up doing squats and you'd rather do like a circus style training, and get it over with in 45 minutes, then that's a great way to look at it. But just don't fall into the, the stigma of like, what happens is people are like trying to lift the weight as fast as they can and they throw form out the window and that's how you get injured. It's exactly how you get injured. Yep. So, uh, yeah. you know, make sure your execution is great. I think if you practice your execution really rigidly and then you go to try to do a lift, maybe with, with more speed, you, you, if you have it rigid and you, um, aren't just trying to get the weight up and you actually, you know, have learned this proper, uh, motor pattern, then, then it may transfer over when you, when you try to incorporate speed. But don't ever be like, oh, I'm going to get this last rep and you just do, you know, one of these to push something over your head and you're just like lopsided and, and, and that's something to be important uh, to, to, to watch for. But honestly, I have nothing against, you know, any form of exercise as long as, I mean, I kind of don't like cardio. I kind of have something against yeah, that. But yeah. A lot yeah, of the research coming out doesn't support that. So, but, but it, it's, it's great. Uh, I would, I would, as long as you're getting out and working out, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I hear it's really good for functionality too. So, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It's a different type of training, but I mean, a lot of people don't even understand too. It almost, if you're lifting weight or if you're putting stress on your muscles, is you're going to break down the muscles. So the most important part, I would say, is really the nutrition behind it. Oh, 100%. I think that's always the most important part. I think because you can see like so much uh, physical and health change from nutrition. Oh, yeah. And that's something that's underplayed. I mean, you can train yourself into the ground and not grow at all if you don't focus on that. I mean, it's part of the puzzle, but I would say that's why it's been my focus is because I've seen the most physical change 
from nutrition, you know, yep. not from drugs, not from training, but actual like focusing on nutrition. Yeah, I agree. Um, have you heard about, so he's asking about the Greg Doucette versus Athlean X. Have you heard about that controversy that's going on right now? No, I haven't. I, I used to watch Athlete X, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, Actually, Stan linked me a couple of his videos and I was like, why are you sending yeah. me this guy? But he has some good information. Uh, um, so apparently Athlean X was like, uh, he was accused of using fake weights in one of his videos. That. Yeah, I, I yeah. Click on it, but I scrolled by it on YouTube, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't even watch these videos anymore." Like, to be honest yeah. with you, like, there's just so much. Like, have you seen any of Greg Doucette's videos? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, if, if, well, now that we're talking about him, we're probably going to be in one of his videos because what he does, is he pulls and he creates controversy with a lot of his videos. It's all oh, really? science, though, and that's yeah. what I was saying about you know really leading people in the right direction. Yeah. To be honest, um, as far as the controversy goes, I just really don't concern myself with much of that stuff. Um, I barely turn on my TV. If I go on YouTube, I have certain channels that I look at. Like I don't like what every once in a while I watch like Nick, Nick strength and power and like watch what's going on. Uh, and sometimes I'll engage in that for a minute, but I much like, I don't know, man, I, I use YouTube. I use Instagram as platforms that provide value and if maybe entertainment, but like if they're not really doing much for me, I kind of just get off of them. And, and, and I really think that, uh, a lot of that is that a lot of Greg's, um, uh, platform is like clout chasing you know using relevant topics and i don't know i just don't engage in that a whole lot um as far as uh, athlete x potentially using fake weights i think that's that's shitty um i think people do what they want to do to to be able to create you know clout again and get attention um but it definitely misleads a lot of people and if he's denying taking drugs and he has taken drugs that's also shitty um but you know i've had that problem with michael hearn for so many years people like idolize that guy and it's like he blatantly like tries to make a statement that he doesn't take drugs when he obviously does and it's just yeah. like that frustrates me i just the one thing is like honesty and integrity to me are just they're they're above all like if you throw those things out the window then you know you deserve your brand to be crushed and and if you're building a brand based on that and or or trying to sacrifice your integrity to get more views it, you know it, it you get what's coming to you basically so um, but basically their whole controversy, man, it's, it's just bullshit. It, I try not to get tied up in that stuff, man. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Some of the least relevant stuff in your life. If I like it happens really... a lot too. I don't know if you watch Kenny Ko, but Kenny Ko, like. A, yeah. Yeah. He was exposing also. a lot of those guys. Uh, yeah. Brad Castleberry. Yeah. And they, yeah. they hold so strong. I mean, they're just like, Oh, I've never used fake weights. And you're like, you've been caught multiple times. It's just like, I don't, and same with Michael Hearn. It's like, dude, it's, it's just, just let it go. But yeah. I try not to concern myself with that stuff too much. Just, you know, what's it, what, if it, if it really isn't, it, it may entertain you, but it's like, it doesn't really do much other than that, you know? Right. So I'd much rather watch someone educating me than, than, uh, entertaining me, I guess. Cool entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you learned about yourself in quarantine? Um, I would say personally for me, um, it's been just more kind of, uh, more on what I want to do, you know, cause I, I've been so, you know, I guess in quarantine, it, I've also been living in a fraternity house, so it's kind of different. Yeah. But uh, don't get me wrong; um, it's been a lot more, a lot more time on my hands. So I could actually go in and, and and see. All right, well, what what else do I need to advance on? So a lot of it's been nutrition. Um, also, a lot of it just been you know just certain issues. I guess I don't know. A lot of quarantine has been you know self isolation, certain things. So you really start to find out. All right, what 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 do I want to do now? I'm, I'm by myself. Right. What's my passion? What what's going to keep me I guess, engaged in, in what I'm doing, you know, and for me, it's, it's kind of learning because there's nothing better in my opinion than learning, and especially when oh, it comes dude, to I agree. 100%. certain things like, 
a lot of what I did was was I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, I guess, on on like well, Athlete X, a lot of the um, fasted cardio, fasted training, and I, I yeah. studies on them. All right, well, is there any studies that actually prove? Because a lot of bro science is is actually totally incorrect and totally different from what real science, you know, what what actually oh. is happening. Yeah, uh, which I figured out with fasted lifting and stuff, you know, fasted. Oh lifting. yeah. I had my, my last bodybuilding coach, fasted cardio, injecting L-carnitine into your train muscle. <laughs> uh, fucking there's so many things. I just like, I, and I look it up and I'm like, you, you just told me to do this and there's no evidence no anywhere evidence. to support any of this. Right. It's right. just what's been done for years. Cause they're conceptually, right. Oh, that makes Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that's a, that's another huge misconception. Cause especially when you look good, you know, you're big and you look good. And, and you, let's say you have a trainer, let's say you have a coach, like your old coach saying, oh, we'll do this. And it, why would you not take the, you know, but, but when you find out that, okay, well, the science doesn't show anything that is like conclusive that says fasted cardio, fasted training does work. I, I you're you know, you know what the response would be is, well, it just fucking does. And it's like, yeah, okay. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, uh, no. you know, so. question, question everything. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. Um, on that man i i uh i was in prep at the time that this started and uh anybody has been in a really like not just like a diet like a really calorically restricted state a spot especially with hormones like you know trenbolone which i was taking um your mental state is very altered and um i i get in this bubble where i don't want people around me i don't want to be touched like i just kind of like get more and more ice like I'm, I'm already isolated but i am like mentally isolated as well so like i not seeing people, I'm not interacting with people. And now I'm like in my own bubble. Like I don't want to, I don't want to talk to people. I put in my headphones, but the, the good thing that came out of that is I doubled down on, like you said, education. Like I've really learned and I learned from the situation that a lot of my lack of, lack of confidence comes from my lack of knowledge. The more knowledge that I have, the more confidence I have, especially trying to provide information to people. My, one of my biggest fears is not providing the best information to people when I do a post or something. Mm. Um, and I just, I feel much more confident with myself. It's like, uh, when I have the knowledge, when I have, like, it's just, when I learn, I just feel, I feel better. It's yeah. really weird how oh, to yeah. explain it, but and I never knew that. Until I your posts are really good when it comes down to, you know, what it's saying, the science behind it, it's all there, you know, which is beautiful, which is great because a lot of posts, they don't, they don't really include that, you know? Yeah, I try to, man. Uh, but it's just yeah. like, like, yeah, I doubled down on it. I, before this, I couldn't, I couldn't even sit down and read a book. Like it's been, so I've been a lot of audio visual learning, which has been great for me. Uh, that's mm -hmm. definitely my strong suit, but I've been able to sit down and read and, and I've just, and I've, once I started doing it, I'm like, oh shit, what, like, what was I missing out on before? Cause I, before yeah. I was really bodybuilding focused, like that's all I did. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, man, I, I doubled down on that. I also learned a lot about like my intention with competing and stuff. Uh, it was actually really good that my competition got cut short because I was, I was doing posing and I was like, I, I'm sure a lot of the factors of not having a gym available, the stress of the situation, all that influenced my physique. But I was looking at myself and I'm like, I'm still not ready, man. I, I, my goal has always been step on stage with a pro level physique and get my pro card. And uh, I've had a lot of coaches before tell me, no, you need to work your way up, blah, blah, blah. I'm hundred percent for the experience. I agree with that. but um, I don't, the idea of competing as an amateur isn't super attractive to me because obviously there's no monetary reward and, and not like I do for the money, but, and, right. uh, I just, I just kept asking myself why I, I, I you know, I, I finally really sat down with myself and asked like, why am I doing this? What am I trying to get out of this? And, and 
and I remember I was training and I would be like, why am I doing this? And I'd be like, I don't fucking know. You know, it's like there's, yep. the shows aren't even for sure right now. I don't look the way I want to look. Uh, there's so many factors there. So yeah, I, I really, everything got outlined. I mean, the, the fucking reason we're doing this podcast right now, I, I've been wanting to do this for so long and I'm like, man, I just need to do it. Like it's just, it's been really difficult for me to build the confidence to do it. And I was like, no, fuck this. I mean, I could literally lose my job tomorrow because of an unforeseeable event. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm trying to make money off this either, but I really, the providing value, learning, getting more knowledge, becoming a better bodybuilder, all that stuff like really came to fruition from this whole event. So a lot of positive came out of it, I think personally. Mm-hmm. Also financial, like I've just been getting smarter with money because of the whole situation. And, oh yeah. How quickly I've, been blowing it. I've, been, I've been blowing my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get, are you getting uh, unemployment? Were you working at all? No, I wasn't. Um, so in lab, since it's it's kind of iffy, but um, since I'm back in lab, uh, I think we're gonna get more funding, so I'll be getting paid from there. So, oh, that's awesome! I didn't, yeah, I didn't get paid for that. Last, so I didn't last year because I, I had to be in it to do my senior thesis. Yeah. So after I got done with my uh, that's, that's senior awesome. thesis, now for master school, they have to give me funding for my project. So it. Oh yeah. You know, here we go. There you you know. know, get paid with doing what you love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Best mass building exercise for muscle group, best, uh, for each muscle group. Um, I'll let you take a stab at that first. Yeah. I would um, say, say for, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume uh, best mass building. I don't know. You might know more about it, but I, I guess, yeah, let's see. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, my training knowledge is, is getting there. Um, I would say probably, so I look at, the way I look at exercises is also a hierarchy. And I always choose exercises like as uh, my different, my different viewpoint from learning about like science of training is that um, we're not trying to just cram as much crap into a training session as possible. It's like, what, what is the most effective thing you can do with your time? I, I was doing John Meadows programs before and those programs are like two and a half hour workouts. Right. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like at one point I just like would get burnt out and I wasn't enjoying the workouts. I wasn't getting a pump anymore. So what is the, if I want to get my workout down to an hour and a half, the most effective possible, what can I fit in that hour and a half? So that's why we want to first look at exercises, right? So I would say looking at basic compound lifts, um, you know, for, for chest, I, uh, sometimes a bench press, usually like a dumbbell press where you have more unilateral function, um, squat, if you can get full depth, um, you know, a, a bent over barbell row, the other little nuances that are going to come in there are, um, how is your execution? Like if you have limited ankle mobility, like myself, uh, maybe a squat isn't the best place to start. Like I have a, a squat wedge now so I can get like my knees, uh, my, sorry, my, my ass to literally my ankles now. And that's where I would see, that's where I'd like to see a squat. So what, what actually flex and Stan had me do is they took out all the squatting from my program when I first worked with them and we did leg press and, and hack squat. And oh, yeah. I eventually during this quarantine, I could only squat and I came and I took all that form that I learned from those lifts and I applied it back to squatting and my depth on my squat was so much better because I, and I was my, my leverage in those lifts was much better and I could get my depth better. Um, mm-hmm. But so that's another thing to look at is can you get full range with your physiology on a certain lift? What fits with your body? If you can't bench press all the way down, then maybe it's smart to go to a dumbbell press and try to get that full range because uh, having a full range of motion is probably the most effective. Um, but, but first look at um, compound lifts, uh, most bang for your buck. What can I get the most efficient and the least amount of time? Uh, you're going to get the most muscle recruitment out of that. Then look at your range on the lift. Does it work with your body? 
uh, and then, and then, I mean, I would always obviously try to pick things too, based on if you enjoy doing that exercise, if you fucking hate squats, don't do squats. Simple as that. Yeah. Your compliance is going to taper off after a while. If you don't like doing squats or a certain, yeah. I was for sure going to say, um, I, ever since I was training, I always liked doing compounds first, you know, get, compounds. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, don't, I guess like when you do isolation movements, you really just work in, you know, I guess in terms of like, like the curl, like certain variations of the curl, it's kind of like a show, like at that point. But as long as for me, the compounds are always very crucial, very necessary. Um, mind a muscle connection. Cause a lot of people, yeah. you know, you could go through the motion. I, I used to train with people and they would just kind of just swing the weight, just do the motion and stuff. And, and, yeah. you know, basically have no pump at all and that's, that's 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 another really important thing is if you connect with the movement uh if you there's some movements that you'll do like even myself i've developed a, an amazing connection with my back over the last couple of years but there's still some movements that i do and uh and i just don't feel it and it's like I, so when i was doing programming and i would pick an exercise you know i would pick it for a mesocycle so it'd be like uh 10 weeks sometimes and uh if i did it one week and i'm like i'm not feeling this i would just immediately get up and do something else it's like it's just a waste of my time yeah, you know, so it, I agree it, with that 100. percent It's definitely often overlooked. Yeah, yeah. I would first do back when I was starting out. I would always do back, and I'd be like, God, my biceps have a great pump, you know. And it's like, okay, well then that means something's not right, you know. And a lot of people Dude. always, oh, I feel it more in my bicep, or, you know what I'm saying? So like the mind to muscle connection, I think is is crucial, is huge. Yeah. Well, I think it really we think of it as like this this mind muscle connection is total bro science term, but it really yeah. does go down to a neurological level as if that pathway is firing correctly if you have a good connection with that muscle like if you fired a pathway enough times like i'm sure if you do a lift enough times your body will will learn that and and you'll have a better actual um, mental connection with it uh, yeah. because there is like an actual neurological connection you develop like the the ability to like you know flex your chest on command that's right. literally because i've contracted my chest so many times that mm -hmm. the pathway is so strong it's the same with education. It's like you you read something thirty times. That pathway to that that memory that 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 actual piece of information is really strongly connected in your brain. So right. definitely, uh, it's not all bro science, and I think that's a really important thing that people overlook a lot of the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, young neck pillow, which is Jordan. I don't even know what that one means. Uh, <laughs> probably some inside joke. Uh, would you rather take or sorry? Would you rather have to take DMP twice a year or train Natty for life? Um, yeah, I would probably train Natty for life on that one. Um, all I know about DMP is, is, is what I've heard from, you know, like you and certain things, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, DMP I is know much about from what I've heard, you know? Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, as far as like my hierarchy, I've definitely put health up there. So I would say probably train Natty. I think I, my love for training and bodybuilding definitely um, doesn't subside, doesn't surpass my, like my, my, I, you know, I don't know, I guess they go hand in hand, really. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to just sacrifice all my health to be able to bodybuild. Um, that being said, sometimes I think it's a dose dependent thing. So I think we look at this and it's like, Oh, it's this drug that's been used in rat poison. And I would never, I mean, I'm never going to use the drug again. I've used it one time. Uh, I don't know if you know that I use it one time and I really didn't notice much on it. It was kind of just yeah. whatever. Um, cause just a friend had it and he gave it to me and I was like a fucking walking experiment. So I just took yeah. it. Um, yeah, but I didn't really notice anything that was like, just like blowing away. Like I'm just melting off that. It, uh, it kind of, it just made me feel like shit really. 
Um, yeah. I would say dose dependent, there may be some promising at, at low doses, but it hasn't been researched enough for me to ever feel comfortable taking it. Yeah. Um, and I would probably just stay completely away from it. I mean, you can get so much out of diet and, and, and training alone. Um, but so, yeah, I would probably still train Natty though, especially just with the low amount of research uh, done on that, because I don't know how much twice a year would affect your health. I would assume probably would uh, at the doses that are being used. So yeah, uh, all, all natural there. At least like a risk reward, you know? So it's exactly, good. exactly. That's, and that's the way I look at my hormone use. Like, a, like uh, I can't take certain hormones. I can't even uh, touch orals anymore just because yeah. I can't get out of bed. I can't train. I can't eat. It's like, okay, well, then that's a fucking waste of time. There's some people who would put that first and be like, I'm just going to take the hardest drugs and grow the most. And it's like, right. well, all these other things are going out the window. See, exactly. Risk reward is like the way to look at it. And you can still, you people have this total skewed idea of what you can get training naturally. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody, there's very few people that have really actually tried to dive into their nutrition and their training to right. even be thinking about touching uh, enhancements that, right. uh, you know, it, people don't understand that there's a lot you can do without uh, the use of enhancements. And especially if you're not a competitor or you're not trying to further yourself or your education or provide value to other people, then I don't think it's a good option really. Right. There's a lot of side effects that come along with it too. Like I, I, I hate the way I feel on, on drugs. Like it's just, I don't feel good. So I, I prefer being on HRT. That's like the best I ever feel. Yeah. Uh, uh, who would, would, have, who would have had, uh, and, and are you okay with staying on till noon? Oh, yeah. you okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather, uh, or who would, who had a greater Olympia potential Luke, uh, Luke Sando or Dallas McCarver? Uh, I'm not too familiar with Luke. I would say I, I liked how da Dallas McCarver looked a lot. Um, really? I would say the, the opposite of that. I, I haven't seen the other guy. I haven't oh, seen the other guy, but um, I don't know. I, yeah, see if you could uh, – you could screen Luke, you, you, hear, you heard of what happened to Luke, right? You heard all that stuff? No. Oh, yeah, Luke, uh, Luke Sando committed suicide. Oh, he did? Yeah, I, I posted about it. Oh, Dude, you know what? You, I remember seeing your post. That, that was yeah, quite... yeah. You know, uh, you should go through and watch some of his podcasts with uh, Fuad. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, he, okay. Yeah, I he like was that. on their podcast. Honestly, he's such a great uh, person, and that's kind of yeah. where I, I really kind of started to um, follow him and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's in a phenomenal bodybuilder. Here, I'll show you him right now. Yeah. Rest in peace to both of them, and it's it's sad. So yeah, it, and it, and, it, and we we're thinking that they're thinking that it may be. Uh, quarantine related because he was already kind of uh, in a depressed state. Yeah, so that's really upsetting. I mean, I think that affects a lot of people negatively. I, I think it does. It really does. You know, how do I screen share on this thing? I uh, figured it out the other day. The uh, bottom. Is, there. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. All right. Okay. Uh, can you see my screen? Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, here. Oh yeah. Oh wow, he looks. Uh, really good. Yeah, dude, here's him next to Cedric. He got third at the Arnold. Oh shit, let me move my he got third at the Arnold. He and he's uh he's like uh free. oh look, there's a comparison of the two. Oh no way. Really grainy, but I think Luke had more potential from what we saw from him. Uh Dallas Dallas probably did, but we didn't really get to see him. I, I think we saw Luke at his at his actual best before he passed away. I don't think we ever got to really, I mean, not his best best, but like pretty close. I don't think we got to see Dallas close to his best. So it's really hard to say. Uh, but man, he looked phenomenal at the last Arnold, like uh, pretty tight waist for how big he was, like as much mass as he was carrying. Here's him in the vacuum. Oh yeah. Oh He's, yeah. He's uh, one of Chris Acido's. Oh shit. 
one of Chris Aceto's guys, but yeah, man, uh, phenomenal. So I would, I would put my money on Luke, uh, to be yeah. honest. Right, yeah, I've seen him now. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah. Really good. Okay. Okay, a couple more questions here. Um, opinion on peptides for nagging injuries, TB500, BPC, et cetera. Have you ever used uh, any of those? I haven't used peptides at all, but um, there's, there's misconceptions. with pe So peptides are just like uh, – peptides form into proteins and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they're amino acid sequences, correct? Right. Correct. Yeah. And there's, there's literally thousands of thousands of proteins in your body that are doing functions, you know, all, all the DNA goes to RNA, it goes to proteins. So yep. um, it, it depends on what those peptides do. Uh, I'm sure that th there are a bunch of peptides that actually could help with injuries and stuff like that. I'm not too familiar with, uh, with them. I don't know. Have you heard of those two that I've used TB 500 and BBC. I've used GHRP. I've used GHRP 2 and 6. I've used melanotan. Melanotan is probably the most promising of all of them. I mean, you yeah. can't really, I'm kind of washed out right now, but my pigment has permanently changed because of melanotan, which this is good is because my, uh, my dad had skin cancer at one point. So yeah. my, that's what that drug is or that peptide is being used for is, is skin cancer research. And it, right. it is really promising. Um, BPC, I didn't really notice much with BBC or TB. Uh, I tried them, I think in my shoulder and my knee for nagging injuries. One thing you got to remember with nagging injury, I think, I think peptides maybe have some application. I don't know if we know the proper application yet. And I still think there's research to be done. I think the same with a lot of these substances, the most, the things that usually work the best are also the things that have a lot of research behind them. A lot of people have used them for a lot of years. Right. Um, I think they're, they came out as like this thing is going to be super promising, but they're not as, um, there's, yeah. there, you could pretty much accomplish most things with anabolics that you could with peptides or, or, or yeah. dietary intervention or, or other things like that. So I, I don't know, they, they probably have some application. Um, one thing I will say is that with injuries, uh, 70% of injuries spontaneously heal themselves. So if you have a nagging injury, uh, you got to eliminate the source. So if you're doing a fucking tricep extension and your elbow is painful and you don't feel it in your tricep, don't do the fucking tricep extension. Yeah. Find exercises that find pain-free movements. So find movements that don't uh, exacerbate that actual problem and cause that injury to hurt and uh, maybe have some rehabilitation uh, period. Um, a good person to look at is Dr. Stuart McGill on this. He has a book. Um, but but just remember that uh, before you go in thinking about injecting something into your body, why not try a dietary intervention or that's how I always look at anything is try a dietary intervention, try um, actually looking at the source of the problem. Uh, a lot of the time people are doing these exercises because they feel like they have to do a skull crusher and it destroys their elbows. It's like, no, get rid of that exercise, do something else. Um, so eliminate the source and most injuries spontaneously heal themselves. So that's my answer to that. Um, Tiger is asking about, if he wanted to do a physique show, he's 85 kilos. I would need much more information than that. Um, I would probably weigh out not competing this year just because of everything going on. Uh, you don't know for certain if anything's going to happen. I had, I had like four shows picked out and every single one got either canceled or pushed back. So I would probably just take it off, the year off to grow. Um, are SARMs a better alternative for women due to their lesser androgenicity? Uh, SARMs work differently and, and they, they're a ligand. They kind of bind to, um, they're selective androgenic receptor modulator. So yep. the ligand, it binds to specific tissue in this case, muscle tissue, uh, okay. which is different from testosterone, testosterone or hormones, at least hormones, it, testosterone affects way more than just, you know, muscles. It affects, you know, your, it's a sex hormone, 
So right. the fact, well, you know, because these hormones are less andro androgenic, so they right. don't cause right. those side effects. So uh, I, I mean, there's still there 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 is a good amount of studies on on SARMs, certain ones, but um, you know, I've taken a SARM too. I've taken some SARMs, and I, I, I do see results. I like them. I would say, uh, in terms of using them for women, I, I it, it sounds like it should be fine because they, they they're like it binds specifically to muscle tissue, so it shouldn't affect anything uh, hormonally, or anything yeah. like that. It could have very minor effects. And they say SARMs are suppressive, but with with the science they provide, it, it they sh they really shouldn't be. You know, you know, my buddy who asked this question was showing me some studies, and he was saying that um, when they are studying it, though, they're usually usually using very low doses, not compared to what is normally being taken. But right. that being said, if you are a female, you probably don't need that much of a dose anyway. I think yeah. I think it's probably smart to run a PCT if you use anything that enhances muscle. Usually, it's it's pretty much across the board. There is some suppression that happens with everything, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say probably potential a good alternative do you know like what's the androgenicity of like anabar do you know that uh i want to say it's really low i think it's more anabolic than it is uh androgen i want to say it's super so low compared to testosterone. i i would my argument would be that uh how how is how is that ratio uh, compared you know is is there enough anabolic activity with anabar and and low enough androgenicity to maybe that's still a better option Seems like SARMs are just like very, very mild steroids, right? They, I mean, not not the way they function, but what they the, the end result really, uh, right. and some of the the pathways, some of the pathways. Right. So um, I would be my my question is like, in a lot of the cases, I would just recommend actual steroids for people who are looking at SARMs. One because there's more research out on actual steroids, so we can draw better conclusions based on them, and uh, two, um, just maybe based on that potential ratio, how 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 is that? You know, is is, is a, a female taking Anavar going to get more gains and less androgenicity uh, versus a SARM? So it's better bang for your buck. Maybe maybe a little bit less uh, impact on your lipids. I think all all drugs, all anabolics impact your lipids in some negative way. Um, oh, they do. But we'd ha I would like to see more research, to be honest, to, in peptides, in pro-hormones, in SARMs as well to even touch them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> personally the tough part too is 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 the funding for them you know you, you don't oh, it's even it. with anabolics dude it's like the yeah. i was trying to look up trend studies and they were studying like amoeba or some shit i'm like yeah. the fuck is how am i gonna apply yeah. an amoeba yeah, to you, my yeah. body exactly a lot of it's uh like yeah they use e coli they use like just these designer things cattle cattle like, yeah because that's what the trend originated for but yeah yeah no it's, it's frustrating i would I, if there's some studies i'll, I'll definitely be a, a, a participant in some terms yeah. yeah. i'm not trombone i hate trombone but maybe some other stuff yeah um would you rather juice veggies for life or juice high doses of gear for life it's a very <laughs> this is two different people asking very similar questions <laughs> what, can, uh, what is it what is it uh juice, juice veggies or juice high doses of gear I mean, at this case, might as well just do the veggies, depending on what your goal is, I guess, you know? Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I, th I saw this and I was like, he didn't specify. I can still juice veggies and eat meat. Like he just said, no. he just said juice veggies for life. I'm like, okay, well, I'll yeah. just juice all my veggies and eat my steak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, I, I, I'm not someone who believes in high doses of gear. And I think that that's what really does kill people in the long run. So, mm -hmm. or causes the most side effects. So um yeah i would probably just go with the juice and veggies if it was if it was i only could have juiced veggies honestly i would probably take my chances um I, you know what though it's hard to say it depends on dosage i guess because you could always you know it depends on 
Yeah, I mean, I think one one is going to uh, – no, both are going to ruin your quality of life, to be honest. I feel like if you're just juicing veggies, you're going to have a lot of micronutrient deficiencies, so you're probably not going to feel super good. As far as sustainability, probably the juicing veggies long-term would be the – the best way, um, you know, to actually have some health and sustainability. But I, I, as far as like what I've seen with like research about like, just like, like, you know, vegan diets and stuff like that, I would probably say that, um, you know, that they're not necessarily unhealthy when done properly, but they're not necessarily the most optimal for anything. So I would definitely just probably still stick with the juicing veggies. Cause I don't, I don't like how I feel on on gear at all. So I can't even imagine going upwards of 1.5, two grams high dose, like what I would consider high doses. Um, yeah. Cause I would probably feel terrible all the time. Yeah. Got the side effects. I can only imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think people under underestimate that. They're just like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to take a bunch of to gear and, and get huge. You know, when they're thinking about, you know, training and when they're like getting started, they're like, I'm going to take gear. I'm sure a lot of people at your college are like, yeah, I'm just going to take a test cycle. And you're like, no, man, there's so many things that go along with that, man. There's psychological side effects. Um, you know, there's yeah, yeah. depression, anxiety, there's it, depending on if you're, if you are someone who's subjected to that normally anyway, you just, it, it's like these hormones exacerbate. I don't even know how to pronounce that word. Um, they, they make the, they amplify the, the, whoever you are and the problems that you have, like physically, right. mentally, yeah. they, they, so uh, people under, underestimate that. Like if you are like, they make me lethargic, they in, increase my anxiety, they increase my depression and I have to be really, really careful about those things. So if you're yeah. someone who doesn't have those things under control, a terrible, terrible decision to take uh, enhancements. Yeah, I agree. Um, your brother, <laughs> Brandon Bellino asks, What's your yeah. favorite quote, quote from the movie Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> um, shit, dude, I actually just wrote a paper for his dumbass for it. So, oh, is uh, that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just uh, he had, to do a, he had to do a paper uh, on it so he could finish his last class. He's like, dude, I got to do a movie. And I'm like, all right, well, just do Silence of the Lambs. It's super easy. There's, there's a lot of like, it's like a <laughs> So film you fucking know it. You've, you've been watching the movie then? Dude, yeah, I've seen that movie so many times. There's so many good quotes in it, but... <laughs> What a question. Um, have you seen that movie? Yeah, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. What's your favorite quote? Honestly, I can't. I, I know um, uh, Hannibal, whatever his name is, does has some oh, yeah. good quotes in there, like a lot of good quotes. But yeah. the one that I always remember is it, uh, <laughs> it puts a lotion in the fucking basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> she's like just screaming yeah, at him. and He's screaming, like, she's screaming. And then the, the craziest part is when he's like tilted his head. And he just fucking yells it, you know what I'm saying? Because you're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, but that, that is for sure one of the best quotes. It rubs the lotion yeah. on the skin or else it gets the hose again. Yeah, it's so funny. Dude. That yeah, that's a great, uh, great movie. No, I, I, I want to go back and rewatch that now. Yeah, How's Brandon doing? I haven't talked to him for a long time. He's good. He's doing TSA, working TSA, San Francisco. Oh, nice. Just graduated. Um, Sweet. So probably get a job. Yeah, I'd love to, to say hi to your family if you guys are all around sometime. Oh yeah, they just went to Huntington. Actually, they went to Huntington this. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's cool. The pool's warm, Dylan. The pool's warm. You gotta check I'll go it out. jump in. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite fast food chain? That was asked by Isaiah Hugo. Is it Isaiah Hugo? I don't know. Fast Sorry. food chain. Oh man. Probably Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell has you know, I, I've lightened my stance on Taco Bell because I learned they cook their food in lard. 
yeah I'm, I'm totally anti-vegetable oil from like what i've seen about vegetable yeah, oils of, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of studies coming out with vegetables oils and yeah stuff like that. yeah watch oiling of america if you ever get time it's on youtube it's like an old movie about or not old but it's and the, she's going into the research on how um lobbyists pushed margarine and vegetable oils and how vegetable yeah. oils are just like byproducts of basically like uh, machine work and and, and factory yeah. work and stuff like that and basically yeah. how the rise of heart disease correlate or is, is or, yeah oh for sure highly correlated with um with that um sort of a trans like trans fat and stuff like that trans fat is one of them but but now we're also learning trans fat is pretty the consensus is pretty much out that trans fat's bad right but now we're learning that vegetable oils are but it's you know how long it's going to fucking take. If you literally look at any packaged food, there's vegetable oil in it. Like it's, it's going to okay. take so, you know, how much money is going against that argument? Like billions right. of dollars. So it's like, it's right. be so long before we can get a consensus on that because these lobbyists and, and these big corporations have so much influence on that. And, and a lot of the time have influence on the studies. That's why I was saying watch that documentary because she talks about how, how, um, how these studies were funded by a lot of these companies, you know, that are saying vegetable oils are good. So yeah. it's going to take a while. I mean, that's, and that's a case with a lot of things like saturated fat demonization, which is now starting to get uh, different light put on it because we're actually, you know, doing unbiased research. Um, but uh, to get, get all, I, I, I haven't had talk about for a minute, but um, I would say, it, and, and they do use vegetable oil, but I would say in and out is just like a consistent one for me. Like it's very simple, but it's always like, it always hits the spot and it's cheap too. So, yeah, and then that's nice. And then that's yeah. really nice. Uh, in and out is probably the only exception I'll make really at this point too for like fast food. Uh, I don't really eat a whole lot out because of how scared I am of vegetable oils and like inflammatory markers and things like that. Yeah. Um, I'd rather just cook shit at home to be honest. But yeah, in and outs like in and outs my go-to now. A lot of fat, a lot of fat in and out. But yep, no, I don't. I don't even really do cheat meals anymore to be honest, dude. It's yeah. like. Uh, I, I, I just got way too fat so many times and, and obviously I think it has impacted my health a little bit. So I just, I just try to stick to my clean food and every once in a while have a nice meal it out. It feels better eating clean, you know, cause I feel better. I feel better. Once you understand nutrition, mm -hmm. you start to realize like, eh, you start to think differently about like what you consume. Once you understand like the mechanisms, how everything works, you start to think different. And that's why I think it's so important to like educate people when they're young. And something I really want to do in the future is like have an opportunity to like educate like people at like school, like young, young children yeah. um, about nutrition, because like once you start understanding like what these things do to your body, especially like over consuming foods uh, and, 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 you know, the wrong types of foods, low micronutrition, not exercising, uh, you start to look at things differently. And it's like, I have, I have, like when I put something in my mouth, I weigh out the risk to reward of me eating that thing, you know? And it's like, it's not like I'm like psychotic about it, but I know, and I'm conscious and aware and I just don't desire those things as much. It's really weird. Like I, I like them, you know, they taste good, but it's like my desire for them is much lower now that I understand this isn't going to really support my goals and, and my health really. So, you know, I think of things differently, I guess now. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just feel like shit after, you know, you're like, and you feel like shit. I, I, I think I also, I've just associated how I feel when I eat that food. So it's like, I know, I, I know I paid really close attention to my digestion. So if I eat something, and two hours later, I feel like shit. I remember that. And I'm like, okay, I remember the last time I ate that. I felt terrible after it. Is that worth it to me? You know, and that's going to affect other things like my, you know, my ability to work and, and train and stuff. And, and I'm sure there's cognitive, cognitive things that I don't recognize that definitely impact are impacted by that as well. You know, other, other areas of my, you know, my, my mental clarity and things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that's it. I don't think I skipped anything. Let's see.
Oh, I didn't ask this one. Uh, opinion on PDE5 inhibitors pre-workout. You know PDE5 inhibitors, all right? Um, no. Uh, Viagra, Cialis as a pre-workout or an intro. Do you know anything about like the mechanisms of action there or? Um, I would assume a lot of those mechanisms of action is, is, is just like a vasodilation stuff like that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's what, um, I mean, honestly, it, it could be really good to, to, you know, in terms of anything vasodilation wise is, is actually really good post pre just because you're getting more nutrients to the cells, to the muscles, stuff like that. Um, stuff like that. I mean, I guess it'll be like a nitric oxide type, yeah, thing. So I was reading a little bit about it. I did, I haven't really looked into it a whole lot, but yeah, nitric oxide is production. I think, or yeah, however that works. Um, yeah, I would. I, I've taken it. I've taken both Viagra and Cialis pre workout before. Um, didn't like how they made me feel. Uh, the they they so uh, I think I've heard the argument here is like, oh, it's specific to um, I don't know what the term uh, the technical term is, but like your 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 genitals, like it's specific right. to that area, right? Um, but I don't, I don't think, think it is. It, no, it, it's it's it just vasodilation, right? Uh, like you said, and yeah. uh, so I would I would assume that it would be good for like muscle pump and getting uh, the also delivery of nutrients. I I know I used to do John Meadows programs, and he would actually put his whole like his whole daily nutrition in some of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Put, oh, I took a half tab of Cialis, and my pumps were great. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't really notice anything too uh, like noticeable when I took it. I did get like a, a sinus headache and sinus pressure and that really fucking bugs me. Like my, I'll have a headache for a day, especially Cialis cause the half-life is really long. So is maybe I would use a Viagra, but um, I think I don't really notice like sexual benefits from Cialis or Viagra. I don't really notice a whole lot of training. And I think it's just because like, I don't have any problems with like sexual performance and I don't have any, like I, my nutrition's pretty good. So it's like, uh, I think, I think a lot of those times people use them in, in, because they have a deficiency. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you have decadic, like you have a high prolactin, uh, high progesterone, um, maybe a Cialis might work. Um, and if you have, if you have poor muscle pumps because you're sodium deficient, maybe a Cialis might work using a different mechanism, but I've noticed very little because I always have good salt. I, my prolactin is usually under control. I don't have like sexual side effects usually from, from taking anabolics. So I would probably, before you go to look at taking one of those things, look at your nutrition, look, do, do a panel of blood work, check your progesterone, check yeah. your hormones, make sure your hormone levels are good. Um, and then maybe incorporate a really low dose. Cause I, I've even taken, I've, I haven't taken as low as a quarter of a dose, but I've taken a half dose and I still get the sinus pressure and it's not super noticeable, uh, for me just because I, you know, everything else is kind of covered. I think is the situation. People notice that a lot with like creatine and some of these other things. It's like, Creatine you can get from your food. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these pump products, all arginine and things like that. I think yeah. they have promising benefits, but I think once you, when you, if you're taking care of your nutrition, a lot of these things are already in the food you eat. So if your yeah. if your nutrition is on possible. point, yeah, you eat a steak, you have creatine. Uh, L-arginine is an amino acid, which is if you eat a complete protein, you get you get so, it. Yeah, that's, so, that's um, what a lot of people don't understand too. Is yeah. the amino acids. Oh, what do you think? Of, oh, my protein has amino acids. They all. That's pro well, that's what protein is. Yeah, that's what protein is. Yeah, exactly. Proteins are and, amino acids build up, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. So if you're getting adequate nutrition, a lot of the time you don't need to take one amino acid or take one thing. And it, maybe some things are beneficial, like vitamin D3 and a couple other things. But yeah. usually it's just look at the look at the macro first. Look at, am I getting enough sodium? Am I getting enough water? Am I getting enough protein? 
usually you get those most of those things out of the way you're you're good to go you shouldn't have any problems yeah if your hormones are in check if everything's like good if you, if you aren't getting pumps and you have enough food and then you know there's potentially something wrong and you need to look at that instead of yeah. taking it's it's like take a proactive approach like uh yeah. you know be proactive about your problems don't be reactive that's what bodybuilding and all what i'm trying to get away with especially with this podcast is like let's step away from reactive bodybuilding your t3 is low or your, yeah, your T3 is low. Oh, let's cure some T3. You, you'll burn more fat in a contest, bro. No, why is your T3 low? Like, what, are you deficient in something? You're not getting pumps in the gym. That's really odd. You're young and you're healthy and yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Let's look at your sodium intake. Let's look at your actual sodium and potassium concentrations in your blood. Uh, you know, it's, 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 you, I would love to step away from that. I mean, in, in medicine in general, step away from that reactive approach of just here's some drugs, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a good part too, especially now is, is they're starting to, to, dive more into nutrition and say, well, why haven't we been looking at this? It's partially, I mean, I don't want to speak too much on the medical system because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I think it's partially just the, the, the way it's set up. You know, it, it, there's very little nutrition courses in school. You're, yeah, you're, um, you're not, you're not uh, incentivized. What were you saying? Nutrition policy is super low. I mean, yeah. like think about what you eat. Remember what we used to eat at like El Toro and all that we used to. Oh yeah. No. Oh my, this is another thing. I did another thing in high school where they had the board members come in and uh, I, they were like, pose a question for the board members. So I was like, you know, I'm totally, especially, I think a big uh, way to fix the obesity epidemic is way down the line. So it's like, get kids, help kids before they get older. Cause they're going to carry those habits because right. a lot of it is habitual is good nutrition. And yes. I was asking the board members, uh, it was like, I, I went to the board website or the school, school um, district website. And it said, you know, our, 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 our meals are are based on getting the most nutrition to our students and so they can have healthy, you know, development, healthy learning and blah, blah, blah. And I, I basically quoted that. And I was like, as far as the food I've seen people eating, there's no regard for health. There's no regard for nutrition or a balanced diet. Uh, you know, and I asked them what, what can you do to maybe help fix this problem? So we can, you know, cause I basically said these habits carry on people for the rest of their life. And they yeah. all fucking dodged the question. Every single, it was so disappointing for me. Like, uh, I was kind of, that was where I was like, part of me was like just so through with everything at, in high school at that point. I think I was, that was probably my junior year. I kind of shut down oh, yeah. after that. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck all this. Remember you, came, you ate, you did your thing and then you. That's literally what I did, man. I would go, I would go to a table, eat by myself. Usually you would join me. Yeah. That was yeah. about it, man. It was so, I guess I, left, I said, fuck, dude, I might as well start doing that too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll feel bad. I left you there. I come back, just eat, just do my thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was kind of fed up with everything at that point. But um, uh, yeah, no, and then they all dodged the question. They're like, uh, the one lady was, I hate to say this, she was, she was obese. And yeah. she was like, let's yeah. not call anybody out here. And I was like, I wasn't fucking calling anybody out. I was just saying, wait, can you do the Imagine, problem? Did you call me fat? Did you just call I, me fat? Literally. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's important. It's literally what happened. And then, then they were all just like, oh, that's not our problem. Someone else would deal with that. And I'm like, you're being elected for the fucking school board. Like you yeah. would have some say in that shit. But yeah. yeah. You at least know who to contact, you know. It's all, it's probably all comes down to like profit and stuff. Oh, well, we don't. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a system. The way it's set up is that there's no regard for that shit. And then, and even right. in the medical system, it, it needs to, it needs reform. Like it, it does. I, it does. I, oh yeah. One thing I wanted to, I'm going to get you off here. Sorry. I'm taking so long. No, what would you like to see changed in, uh, in, in, in your education? Like I, I, I had some pitfalls that I didn't like about school. I don't think it overall is, is bad. But um, there's definitely some things I was frustrated with. You actually going to school, what, what would you like to see change uh, um, in the education field? I think there's a, a, one, one major thing is how broad the education field actually is. You know, uh, when I did biochemistry, um, I learned 
a lot, but it was all very broad. You know, what, what, what cells do, what all this stuff does. But we, you know, if in terms of like, let's say right now, I've received my bachelor's, I could go get a job and stuff. It's great, but I would like to know more specifics. You know, I wish they kind of came in and said, all right, well, you're doing biochemistry. What about biochemistry intrigues you? Because there's biochemistry, you could go on forever. You know, so I didn't learn too much about muscle, muscle physiology or, or um, the things that you well, wanted to learn about. How does, yeah. How does, how does, um, you know, muscle nutrition work? How does, how do your muscle cells work? You know, we learned a lot about just cells in general. We learned muscle cells, fat cells, epithelial cells, all these certain things, but we learned very broadly about them. You know, so if, if I think the best approach, um, and this is only, you know, my opinion, but if, if you know, you, you always have this bigger major and then it'd be nice if you could put a specific on it, you know, like, cause, cause my thing is I, I'm biochemistry. I learned a lot about biochemistry, but I didn't learn specifics on stuff I wanted to learn about, you know, and I'm doing biotechnology masters. The specific, it gets kind of specifics once, once you do your master's, you know, all right, what do you want to do exactly once now? Way in. Yeah. Once his way in, you know, I could go get a yeah. job right now and I, I, I know very broad things, but I don't know specifics, which in master's is cool that I'm doing genomics because I, I can only imagine how much more I'm going to learn. But yeah, you're they so could, much more invested in the process. Right. Because of that. If they could introduce that earlier, maybe even in high school, like I, I think after, you know, freshman, sophomore year, you learn the broads. Junior year, they should start, all right, what are you thinking about for college? What are the specific? Yeah, or, or, or even just like, what do, you, what do you like to do? What are you fucking interested in? Right. Because a lot and, of things and, change, you know? And, and that yeah. would suck. Like, a lot of my friends, especially in sciences, they're doing science. And they're like, yeah, I, don't, I actually don't really like this stuff. It, you know, it's kind of hard, this, that, or, or I, it's not what I want to do. It, it sucks because then you waste your time, especially in college, you know, where you're paying right. a bunch oh, of money. Oh, and money, too. Fuck. Yeah. So, if yeah, they could, I, that would I be agree. great if they could I, make it more specific, you know? Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's exactly what I do right now is I'm specializing, you know, that's literally, I'm just, what am, what am I literally interested in and what is really apl applicable to me or like my clients? And that's what I learn. Yep. That's what I go research. And I learn something else and there's something that piggybacks off that I go research that. Right. I, I agree 100%. And I think that was one of my frustrations, like why I kind of just quit on school uh, altogether. Yep. I, and I tried going back a couple of times and your compliance and your adherence to school is definitely partially predicated on uh, the fact that you're actually educated, you're actually interested in the material. So oh, like there are people who are just fucking miserable all the time because they're not actually invested in, 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 in the subject matter they're learning. I mean, I, when I fucking pick up this book that I showed you, like I'm, I'm a hundred percent invested. I'm like, Holy shit. That's so cool. Like, I can't believe this does that. You know what right. I mean? I can't, I can't, I, 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 the problem with me, I mean, it's not necessarily a problem is, is I threw in the towel much earlier. Like I was just like, you know what, fuck this. I don't like learning. This, this is a waste of my time. I have to spend you know, how many hours of my week trying to learn shit that I just never feel like I'm going to apply. A lot yeah. of the time you oh, hear these people in the field, they're like, I've never used half the shit I learned. And it's like, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's a big thing too, because I, I'm doing stuff like organic chemistry, which is very important. I, but then I'm also taking like a CH, like a history class. And I'm like, yeah. I, I can't focus hard on, on what I need yeah. to focus yeah. on. You're, 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 you're strung out really thin and you're also like, what the yep. fuck is this going to be relevant to my right. Like, oh, don't, right. don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff's interesting for sure. But it's like, what the oh, fuck I am I going to, you know? Yeah, I, I, how, I, I how was George say, Washington. How is George Washington going to help me with my fucking yeah. epigenetics? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Genome sequencing. Exactly. Oh, Thomas Jefferson, maybe, well, I, maybe. I need to do organic chemistry, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I wish, and, and that's a, that's a problem because I think what they want to do, I mean, they're trying to generalize everything. Oh, well, we introduce more courses. Want, so you, well, we uh, want you to be more, uh, 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 we want me, well, you want you to be more, um, like, uh, like hireable, which right. is like the worst way, worst means to an end. I think it should be more of like, 
We want you, but never the argument is like, you never hear a counselor say, I want you to be happy. It's like, yeah. no, no, we yeah. want you to get a, we want you to get, uh, be able to be hired by most people, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's like, right. Dude, like, it, but, but I think, account. yeah. yeah. I, and I, people don't do it, which sucks because like a lot of times I'm just like, I'm taking things and I'm like, well, I, I'm not even paying attention because I'm not interested in it. And then I could, yeah. you know, it's like, and right, you're either well, like, I, you're either like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta, you know, now cram study this subject or. I got to just try to get by in this class. And it's just like, it's just like a waste of everybody's time and money. And it just, fuck, it yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I definitely uh, respect the fact that you've gotten that far, man. It's, it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. No, Something thanks. I it's haven't been, been able to do. So it's been incredible, honestly. Everything's yeah. been great. You know, like the fact that, you know, you know, trust me, the, the amount of knowledge you know, you're fucking, you're already up here, you know? Hey, same to you, uh, man. So it's really interesting to see, you know, a lot of people, the misconception, oh, I have to go to university. I have to do this. I have to do that. That's not, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no, you have to do anything, man. Just do, if you, if your field maybe requires you having a degree, then that's definitely important. Yeah. Um, But like, obviously my field didn't. So I was like, yeah. Oh, the amount amount of knowledge you could learn just from specifically just looking at studies is, is looking at studies. Looking at people, I, I you know what I did is I looked at the people who review the studies because then they can, they understand they understand the terminology even more and then they can yeah. break it down into dummy terms and I'm like oh shit okay that makes sense to me and, right. and that's that's if I ever go on YouTube that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at all these bullshit people you try to find those people seek them out and then get their information from them yeah, yeah. and then that's how I've learned the majority of my knowledge and then and then I find and I buy their products and I buy their books and shit like that and that's where I yeah. get a lot of my yeah. knowledge but. So it's like concentrated. Like you said, it's, it's very specialized. I'm it's, just like, I go to this person, get all of their information and then, you know, apply what I want to throw what I don't. And the more passion you have for it, the more you you're interested in it, you know, oh, yeah. I, there's many science classes too. I took biophysical chemistry, you know what I'm saying? And, and I was, I remember I'm like, God, this is so hard. And like, I don't think I'll ever use this, you know? Yeah. You know yeah that's hard. And you don't fucking air interested. That's the terrible combination. And I was like, man, this is gonna be tough, you know? So if they could just say, Hey, look, well, you're interested in, in muscle building and physique, certain things. Let's dive right into the science of it. We'll give you a little more X, ex- you know, we'll give, yeah, you, give you the prereqs, give it the prereqs, yeah. but yeah. you know, uh, do you really need to be taking trig for yeah. muscle building? Probably yeah. not, you know? Yeah, probably not at all. You know? So yeah, exactly. If they did that, I think the education I would system, probably I would probably be in school if they did that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, it, it's insane. Like a lot of people that that's one thing, a huge misconception. Everybody's always interested in something. Let them learn about it, you know? Like yeah. the, the the misconception that you have to introduce a bunch of different things. I don't know if it's for like, oh well, maybe you'll be interested in this. Right. And I, I just, telling people yeah. telling people when they are interested in something, oh, maybe that's not realistic. Maybe you should just go to school. Yeah. Like that also bugs me. It's like just, yeah. you know if you if like social media is a great great example it's if you fucking you know you love making posts on social media and you love building a brand there's there's a science to that there's a there's stuff oh, yeah. to be learned i mean i fucking oh, learn yeah. everything every day about human interaction communication and and how social media works i yep. mean there's but there's still this there's people in other people in in other people's ears like their parents and stuff saying that's not realistic don't do that shit you know go to right. school get a business degree and they're fucking miserable yeah. so yeah yeah go get a degree and, and get a job but it's like all right well now i'm fucking miserable yeah now i'm just and it's, there's no there's no means to the end it's like you just keep getting oh i got the job now what uh oh i fucking buy a nice house and it's like yeah. you're just never fucking fulfilled. It, 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 you're just kind of it, it's like when you're lifting and you're just kind of fucking curling or you're just yeah. going through the motion you know just fucking that, going through, yeah just going through life yeah, motion, you know? never go through the motion that's the thing yeah all right, well, let's wrap this up. I appreciate being on for so long. Honestly, I would love to have you on. Uh, maybe we can talk about more specific things in the future. When you have time, yeah. I don't want to pull away from your school yeah. too much, but 
Uh, that, that'd be awesome, man. I, I, oh, dude, 100%. You know, really we enjoy doing this. I've weighed, you know, deeper. This is just what we do when we meet up anyway. We just fucking talk I for how many hours really, about bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always a good time. I'll tell you that. Definitely, definitely. Cool, man. Well, uh, good luck with uh, school. Keep me updated on everything. You know, if you got questions on training and stuff and oh, you want to talk, just shoot me Yeah, I'll see you for sure. You know that. Cool, man. All right, Dylan. Thanks for having me, right. man. Yeah, great. Man. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon, bro. 100%. Take care. See you.